1: what's up anyway. that was sick man hey, yeah. that's an original
0: yeah
2: I wrote that I wrote that a long time ago um we still currently play it um in the set it sounds a lot different with two guitars um you know obviously in a full band behind it but mm-hmm. um I play it a lot different by myself you know like the original vision of what the song was the structure is no different but it just sounds a lot different There's a lead in, like, you know, obviously, if I'm playing by myself, I don't really play lead, Mm -hmm. you know, to something structured, I guess, because, I mean, I can do it, but you never know, like, where you're coming back to, Mm -hmm. Um, or just to get the, I I don't know, for me, like, as a guitar player and as a singer, um, I try to be as minimal as possible with the ideas or even the performance of set set ideas because of the fact that, like, I don't know about you, but, like, I don't like to watch dudes wank off. You know what I mean? Like, keep the point. Like, if the song calls for a lead, cool, you Mm -hmm. know? And then keep it within the context of the music. Um, And, you know, again, like, you know, in the context of, you know, I will, um, we all agree with that. Which is really cool because it's like there's no needless um playing anywhere or singing anywhere or you know Mm -hmm. things are very planned out obviously you know like that's a song where we harmonize like i was telling you oh that's what i was saying so it's like like i envision queen a lot when it comes to vocals Mm. like the way that they they did things you know what i mean like that operatic uh and not like opera metal not like cradle of filth or anything like that but the operatic aspect of like Freddie Mercury was amazing. Mm-hmm. He was so amazing, and Brian May was so amazing when they would play together. You know, and oh, it was yeah. just like the Live Aid show. You know, like definitely the, the end of that movie.
3: The iconic, yeah,
0: yeah.
2: I mean, how do you not love that? You know, like no matter you know what genre. genre I hate this word, but whatever genre you're in, you know, because to me, there's three types of music: there's metal, there's rock, and there's other. That's my opinion. Like, I'm a metal dude when it comes to, like, when I showed up, right? Like, I'm out riding, you know, mm-hmm. my bike, which I, you know, that's one of my things. And I'm like, I'm listening to every time I die and Cancer Bats and OTEP and all the super heavy metal and Slayer and all this stuff. But obviously, like, when I, I sit down and play now, you know, that's a whole nother departure. Mm-hmm. You know, like I was saying, like, with the different projects I've always been involved in, you know, like, I'm a huge Kill Switch fan
3: you know um we saw
1: them live yeah we oh, saw I'm them so live. jealous they, were sick, man, they always play
2: on my birthday too which is crazy damn
1: but you know what I'm saying like, like pretty much a year ago today
2: yeah mm-hmm. that's right yeah. so you know just in that aspect of of the musicality to me like listening to a band like kill switch is like I was so excited when Disarm the, the descent came out because Jesse Leach comes back and him and Duke had done times of grace together. I don't know if you've ever heard that album. Um it's got like Strength in Numbers and Hymn of a Broken Man are the two songs that anybody would know off that album. Um and obviously dukowitz is a drummer. So uh, you know he was on the Prices right and he won the Showcase Showdown. Adam no Dukowicz from switch Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> yeah. It's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's it's one of these really funny things, but you know, it was like Killswitch got Howard Jones in the band. And he was great. He's great. He's a great singer. He's a great personality. He's a great front man, in my opinion. Um, it just wasn't the same. They had some good stuff, you know. Their rendition of Holy Diver was like, <laughs> yeah, dude. And, you know, uh, My Curse is such a great song. Um, just off the top of my head, you know, like out of their catalog. I'm bad with song titles. But, uh you know when jesse leach came back to me the band felt like kill switch again like listening to it it was like all in due time and and like holy shit, that song is like it's mind-blowing like how it's a pop song too if you listen to it you know what i mean like holy diver no 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 uh uh all in due time it's a kill switch tune and it's got a super heavy riff but it's literally
1: a pop song. I can pull it up real quick. For
2: like, yeah. Like, just, I mean, just people listen to Killswitch Engage and listen to that album. It's a great record. You know? <coughs> and their, their newest thing, uh, Atonement, um, they have Howard Jones on, I think the song's Which called... Which song was it? Killswitch Engage what? Killswitch Engage, all in due time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, like, this is Jesse Leach coming back to the band. You know? Like... And he's—it's just phenomenal. But so they have Howard Jones on the newest record, Atonement. It came out like last year, I think. Mm-hmm. And it's like, watch this, dude. This is just—it's it's amazing.
1: Well, hold on. Let me. I'm going to turn my desktop audio up so people can hear. it.
2: You know this riff right <laughs> here?
1: Yeah, it's pretty dope. But if you hold if on you, you
2: listen to the structure of it, it totally could be with minus the heavy the heaviness of it i could hear like christina aguilera you know for someone in my mind to like belt this out you know like i just <coughs> excuse just the simplicity of the beat you know there she is
3: done I like this
2: is it's this is such good music to me um like this is a staple song i have in my metal training you know when i work out You know, it gets me jacked, I can sing along, you know, like, uh, like it's got the heavy guitars and the double bass riffs and, you know, like, it's like, this is a great moment of music for this band, Mm -hmm. you know, I mean, forgive them for being from Massachusetts, we all have, um, you know, it's a New York thing, uh, but, you know, I hear this, and again, this is when Jesse Leach came back, you know. And the lyrics are great. How much more can I give of myself? You know, like, and these walls closing in on me. And like, I, I, I'd like to feel like I understand what he's saying, you know? Yeah. Like I feel sometimes when I listen to this that he's literally singing to me. And that's why I feel like I bring this track up first because there's other, this whole album is great. But this song always sticks out in my mind when I think of Killswitch Engage. Gage. Um, this one and uh, what well, was off the, the very first album? They had a song. I can't think of the name of it right
1: now. Dude, to be honest with you, man, I've never been a huge Killswitch Engage fan.
2: Okay, fair enough. I
1: like to be honest with you. I, I, and I've been following them for probably like 15 years. Yeah. I've known it for a long time. I've just never been able to get into their music. I I respect it and I appreciate it. Right. And their concerts are well, always super intense. And I've I had a blast. At, I I've seen them twice. And both times were fucking incredible. Houston, when we were on tour. Mm-hmm. Was it Houston, right? Yep, Houston. And, um. Like you guys so, had a day
2: off? Or?
3: Yeah, we had an off day, and, uh, the bands that we were touring with got us guest listed onto South by So What. Yeah. And it had Kill Killswiz- nice. Switch Kill Switch headlining with Parkway Drive and. That's another band. I, I heard them on Full Metal, metal dry, Jackie not yeah. too long Dude, ago. I got Parkway Drive tattooed on my chest. Nice. Yeah, those guys are
2: good, They've too. put in their time. I love
1: them. They've put in their work.
2: Though. Dude, 15 years. The singer was on Full Metal Jackie not that long ago, like maybe a month or two. Dude, and
1: when they came out, they took a lot of shit, bro. Yeah, they did. Like, mm-hmm. right when they came out, they were like, I remember people labeled them kind of like a poser band. Mm-hmm. And I was like, no, they're pretty good. We can play some of their shit, too. Totally. Um... Yeah, Killswitch Engage is dope, dude. I'm not going to lie. And I took photos of, like, probably half that festival, and then we left. Yeah. And then we came back, and I was like, you can't have your camera in here anymore. And I was like, dude, I literally was just in here on a press pass. Like, that's why I had my shit. They're like, nope, you can't bring it in. I was wow. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah, it was pretty And crazy. that was right when Killswitch wow. Engage, like, hit. It. And so I had press pass up until – Kill switch engage. Who and else Park, was it? Parkway Drive. And, and Parkway Drive because it was Kill Switch then Parkway right? Did Parkway headline it Parkway or was Kill Switch?
3: Yeah, I was
2: gonna say Kill Switch probably
3: headlined. But
1: probably, yeah. I don't know. I know. I still got some really cool photos with my yeah. phone because um, I was still in a good spot, but I still got. I was like, man, like why you got to do that to me? Well, like, so Killswitch I should have just stayed in there the whole time. Came
2: to town a few years back on my birthday and I couldn't attend the show and. Uh, uh they opened for rise against
0: Mm -hmm.
2: of all bands which i thought was odd
1: i mean we were listening to rise against today yeah in the car and not that rise
2: against is is bad or like i don't like them but i grew up punk as fuck though so So did i but i mean to me like that didn't make sense but i mean maybe at the time you know wait who opened up for them kill switch opened for rise against wow yeah dude
1: to be honest with you man I honestly think if Rise Against is headlining a tour they could probably pull somebody like Killswitch Engage to like make it even a better experience. But dude, dude, Rise Against is fucking sick. Dude. Yeah, they're great. I've listened to those days for like 20 years. I just don't I just that just blows me, my mind. Yeah, dude. It blows yeah. my mind that like Killswitch cuz you think Killswitch is like they play stadiums, they play like arenas yeah. blah, blah blah, but then it's also Rise Against. And I bet if Killswitch and Gage just had like three or five weeks and they're like, all right, well, it's downtime, we don't have anything planned for like the next three or four months, we'll take some extra cash and we'll just do like a regional kind of a tour, that would make sure, sense. Sure, they, they cross-countryed with them. Oh, it was, that was, it the was tour. a country tour? Oh, oh yeah,
2: that, that was the tour. It was, you know, Rise Against and uh, Killswitch, which is crazy.
1: But, dude. I mean, and
2: again, dude, that's just how I, you know, how I see it. I don't know, you know, dude, what was to going on. Dude, to be honest on. with
1: you, man, I like Reds against way more. I think probably. I grew up, like, like hesher, skater, like, yeah. punk, long hair, skinny kid Grown up. Right. Like, I definitely don't look like what I grew up as. <laughs> um, totally. But I think Rise Against has a huge following as well. They do. So See, and that's
2: suffice. what I think was going on at the time. Like, Rise Against was pretty big. Like, you know, at that point in time in their career, like, they were all over the place. Yeah. You couldn't turn around They've on, been on around a radio a station.
1: But, dude, Killswitch and Gage, when they hit the scene <laughs> back in, what, like 2002? My Serenade. That's the song by Killswitch. Mm.
2: This is my best serenade. Or however it goes. They're I can't. so
1: good. Yeah. I I've, dude, I I've or no, it. I'm singing I've my curse. No, yeah, I was gonna say that's
2: not was, 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 No, no, I'm singing Kill Switch. I'm thinking of that song I as I mentioned earlier. It's, it's my oh, this is my, last my
0: favorite
2: song. That song, yeah. that's off their first album. Yeah. yeah, yeah, this is a great tune.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like it's sick.
2: it's got a lot of of fire to it.
1: Dude, I blew my ankle out when I went and saw them. I got. <laughs> the, I got hooked up with some really good tickets. These guys have a lot of energy, man. These guys are intense. This is what I grew up listening to. Yeah. No effects, MXPX, 10-foot yeah, yeah. yeah, I grew up punk as fuck, bro. We're talking like dyed hair and shit, long hair.
2: That's one thing I noticed about when I, I, was telling you, I saw that video of you in Spokane, dude. Like, you guys were very intense, which oh, yeah. immediately I was like, yay. You know, because I... like just as a person, I'm pretty intense, you know, the whole fitness thing or whatever. Um, and when I go watch show, that's why I love metal to listen to. And when I go watch like metal or, you know, whatever sub metal or whatever the hell anything is classified as because again to me, there's three types of music, like immediately I'm drawn to like, that's intense. All right, I'm in, you know, like, head first, like, let's hit the, like, and I'm old now, dude. I'll be 40 this summer, <laughs> dude, you know?
1: I'm going on 35 this year, Oh, man. come on. I'm pretty old. I bro. remember
2: my first beer. I'm still there. <laughs> <laughs> first but, white claw,
1: bro. Yeah, yeah, first I white remember claw.
2: those, too. But, uh, no, you know, like, anymore, like, I can't compete with, like, you know, these 25-year-old crazy fuckers anymore. It's just, like, it hurts now for no, longer.
1: No, totally you can, bro.
2: Yeah, maybe, but it hurts longer. You know, like back in the day, like we didn't give a shit. Remember how last time we were talking when I came in by myself and uh, I was like, in the old days, you know, especially here, it was people didn't go out to watch music. They went out to fucking party.
1: Mm -hmm. That
2: was the thing. Mm -hmm. Like, like all of us musicians, especially, you know, in this scene around here, we all had jobs just so we could go out and party. Mm -hmm. which also coincided with like oh yeah we have a show tonight like (laughs) you know and like you know now you know like i had talked about this with you before like the saturation everything there's so many shows every night everywhere there's all these different places popping up and all these different bands popping up and we were just talking about this you know how like there's you know there's a band that's doing something cool and then all of a sudden there's like 10 other bands that are like trying to do that same thing or whatever,
0: mm-hmm. you know?
2: And so it's really hard to, you know, how do you compete with, like, a built-in uh, place, like, say, downtown, right? Mm-hmm. Because if we're downtown, like, we can walk everywhere, you know? Like, Treefort, for instance, is a great example. You know, I went to Treefort a couple summers ago, and that was a crazy experience. I've never been treated so well uh, by staff at places, You know, I had three friends with me, one of my clients and her friend, and and their other friend. And they're like, Oh, you can come in. And I was like, Well, I'm with three of my friends. And there's like $30 cover charges, right? Mm -hmm. And they're like, Like, because, you know, I obviously like, you know, I've been around for a bit and people know who I am, um, you know, in the scene from supporting and and running Rival Entertainment and playing music and, you know, running my training business downtown. So I'm down there all the time. So I just, you know, you meet people. Obviously, I talk all the goddamn time. (laughs) So I always meet people. And it's like I'm with three of my friends. Oh, well, who is it? I'm like, those three right there. Those two chicks and that dude. Oh. I'm like, hey, guys like we go in to the olympic i don't even know who's playing and we go in and then it's like i see a bunch of people hey what's up hey you know yeah. having fun. we hit the locks like hey what's up hey oh you can go in bro like you know yeah really wow okay like <laughs> you know yeah. i'm with three of my friends though. oh who and i'm like those three right there and they're like dumb come here you know we get wristbanded and stamped and the whole bit, and then we ended up at the el karash shriners um I'm trying to think all the venues downtown we're at Grainies, um and I used to be a bouncer there to be fair so it was like hey what's
0: up dudes like what's up come on in
2: you know and then it's like well I'm with three of my friends like but I got it was really fun you know it was like really cool I kind of felt like uh like maybe I had done something positive to impact um people's something i don't know i don't i don't know how to take it because i don't know how other people feel about stuff
1: well i think people just respect that you're in a position to where you know it's like all right man like i i bring business to you right you know and i help you guys out just help me out and it's kind of like just you know something that's like an understatement on just a level of understanding maybe that's what it is Yeah. yeah
2: You know, like, again, I don't know. I don't know what's going through other people's heads. I know what's going through my head, you know, obviously. Um, yeah. But, like, you know, there's – I guess maybe, you know, and, and we were talking about this too, like, where it's, like, you take this as a business, you take this serious, mm-hmm. you know. Like, any anywhere, you know, I will's ever shown up, you know, in the – now going on 10 years of our existence – I've always gotten the feedback of like, wow, this guy's really professional when they came in, you know, like I'm on point, dude, I'm on the ball, like I'm to the point now with with things where I hire my own, I got my own sound guy coming in, I got my own door guy working the door, you know, when we're we're charging cover, like I want all that money in our cash box at the end of the night, like I'll divvy it up, you know. Like, I'll bring whoever, the representative of the other bands on the bill, like, hey, so here's what we made, here's what was promised, you know, this is, you know, that. there's yours. They don't need to know anything else, really, other than, like, I, I tell them, like, you know, once expenses are covered, you know, and then we do a three-way split amongst the bands whatever you ever that's on you mm-hmm. and it's like oh crap whoa okay thanks and I've always been that way um simply for the fact like I said like this is our art it's our business it's our work it's our job mm-hmm. right like I always laugh James Hetfield made a statement one time about how uh you know this isn't a hobby it's a business
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know people got mad at Metallica Back in the Napster thing, right? Mm-hmm. How do you get mad at Metallica? Well, they've no. You know what? You know how they got where they got? It wasn't because exactly. There you go. It wasn't because they were handing shit out to people. You know, maybe in the beginning. I mean, mm-hmm. we've all probably done that. Mm-hmm. You know, handed like whatever out and like, oh, yeah. you know. But they got to a level. You know, like I'm a super huge. I don't know if you ever heard Caius play. Um, So, Queens of the Stone Age, Josh Homme from the Queens, that was his band originally, Caius. So, like, it was, like, uh, you know, him, Brant Bjork on drums, John Garcia on vocals, and then Nick Oliveri, and then Scott Reeder from The Obsessed ended up being the bass player. Um, They were doing the generator parties in Palm Desert, California, and it was, like, the stoner rock scene, you know? And they were just like a cut above. Even bands that are still around like Fu Manchu and uh, um, Masters of Reality, like Chris Goss and people like that. Um, And they were just, there was just something about Caius, man. You hear like the opening of Gardenia and you're like, holy shit, what is this? This is amazing music. Blues for the Red Sun, you know, their second album uh, there's this song on there called uh, "Allen's Wrench," and I reference it almost daily because the the chorus of it is like "It's all you get, Alan's wrench. It's all you get." You know, somebody's like, "That's all you get," and I'm like, "Hey, it's just like Allen's wrench," you know. But to this day, that's how impactful the band Kais has been in my life. You know, like music just in everyday like conversations with people that I have never even met and there's like it's all good. And it's like that's like Allen's wrench. <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. And people are like, What's that? And I'm like, if you don't know what that is, I can't like I don't have enough time to talk to you about it. Like I'm in line at like, you know, Costa Vita downtown, you know, on Eighth Street, like across from the Dutch Bros. Yeah. You yeah. know, I love that place. Yeah. But you get my point, like so they were just like this cut above and then all of a sudden they end up opening for Metallica in Australia in like 1992 or so and it's like what? Caius is opening for Metallica? So Josh Homme is doing this interview one time about it and he's like you know in the Palm Desert scene and this harkens to exactly what Logan and I were talking about like do well but don't do too well you know he says that that's how they Mm -hmm. felt down there it's like do well like we wish you well but don't do too well Mm -hmm. and it's like well that's kind of a shitty thing to say.
3: Yeah, but it's like at, <clears throat> but
1: I agree. The, I kind of agree at with the that, same actually. time. So
3: like, I, I didn't get a really finished elaborating out there, but the, uh, the the concept goes over to like fast food restaurants, right, dude? You got yeah. like you got fucking McDonald's, dude. They got the the Big Mac recipe. You can have all these people try to replicate it, but it's not going to be a fucking Big Mac. Right. And and there's a reason for it because if they start giving everyone the fucking recipe, they're creating their own competition. And right. and I mean, it's frustrating on on the musician level cuz it's like, dude, I I want to help people out, but at the same time, I'm not going to give them every business venture idea or connection that we have or, you know what I mean? Right. Because we're going to create our own competition. Like, this is is asinine. I get it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. I'm not going to give you my formula for my recipe because you're going to go make it and you're going to be my competition. And then, Mm -hmm. because business is business, business is how you make money, you're always going to have competition. Correct. You on always have. On every level, man. On every level. I and you have... just. And, and people. I feel like. Dude. Muse, music, especially in Boise. It should be about a, a, a community. But people don't take it that way. At, no. Like at all. Like there's certain cliques that fucking stick together and band together yep. and all that kind of stuff, which is great. And there's nothing wrong with that. There should be more of that. But as soon as you start crossing the line of. of Asking these other bands to do shit for free or fucking mm-hmm. give you of their ideas or the formulas and if they don't do it and you start thinking they're a fucking asshole for it, dude you 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 aren't respecting those artists, man. I agree with you. You're not respecting. 100% them I agree because with they're you. they're not only businessmen but they're artists and that's their art. They're trying to push our art and make money off that. So i yeah, that's kind of like where I'm at. It's like, yeah. it's like fucking McDonald's, bro.
2: I get it. <laughs> no, I'm, I actually appreciate the fact you're here right now because this is great. Like, this, uh, like I told you, well, you like an
1: artist and an artist. Well, right? Everything just you works both, out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I told you, you know, I
2: was it supposed to come in the other night, it didn't work out. Like, I was busy. You know what I mean? And it was like, you were busy. Cool. And then today it works out. And then, like, this is great to hear from someone else because, like, I have 100%. L- Last summer I did my Lion Fest thing, right? Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: And so, I couldn't make that. No, it's okay.
2: Dude, you know, it actually turned out really well. I had tattoo artists going while the music. Yeah, going. dude, you had a whole
1: festival going. Yeah,
2: it, yeah and it said. was, like, smaller scale than what I originally envisioned, but it actually... It's a little
1: more intimate that way, though.
2: It actually paid off. It went over super well. Uh, so I had been floating the idea around. Like, that's why I asked you how many shows you go to because I go to, like, as much as I can. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm at all sorts of people's shows, taking pictures, posted on my my instagram and like my for my revel entertainment and blah 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 uh the very same day all of a sudden probably three weeks before uh i got the date solidified i got the venue solidified i got the lineup solidified i got the vendors you know solidified it was all local people all you know that was the whole idea Mm -hmm. uh there's another show and it were i won't you know I'm not here to to talk bad about people or talk shit. Um, So I won't mention, like, you know, what was going on or whatever. I mean, you know, you can figure it out. Like, I won't even say the date or whatever. But all of a sudden, there's this other show the very same day, right? Mm -hmm. So my thing was, like, from noon to 6. Their starts at 3. So I'm just like, wow, okay, and then all of a sudden, like, there's and a, it's
1: like right across the way too, right? It
2: was correct. Was and that a knitting factory? No, 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 no. It was oh. a little further off, but all of a sudden, theirs is a benefit for for this charitable organization, oh. and where mine was not even a benefit at all. It all was right. just like, I know what we're talking? Yeah, about. I know you do. So yeah. it's it's just like like mine was just like I want to bring some local people who have businesses in town music and tattoos go well together rock and roll and punk rock i had a metal band on the bill and they dropped out you know and they were super death metal um and that's another story you had a sick
1: lineup though your whole lineup ended up yeah it was great good anyway it was
2: so nude oil opened the show up and i absolutely love those guys they're a punk band they're phenomenal Mm -hmm. you know like um great friends of ours every single one of those guys in the band is is a friend um personally of mine you know obviously you know brandon's in another band like you've done shows with them and Mm -hmm. and we've done shows with them and those guys are great Mm -hmm. um each one of those guys is a friend their families and wives and and kids and everybody and their crew great people it never had bad experiences with any of them nothing but super supportive and positive and anytime something comes up they call hey hey we got this lineup uh you want to be a part of it yeah dude we're always like thank you yeah for sure looking out for everybody yeah and anytime we've got something going on we think of them first you know and it's like hey i know we just did a show a couple months ago but you know we got asked to do this thing this other band dropped out and it's like you're the first choice to call oh yeah we're in cool you know and that's great that's the community part of it mm-hmm. and don't get it twisted ever we are completely in competition with one another mm-hmm. we all are mm-hmm. that's good
1: mm-hmm. however
2: in the context of that man it's
1: like it's like the athlete thing you have to you have to compete against the best to be the best correct and if it's, you're always and if you're always challenging your competitors the people who like even if your friends it's friendly competition and you're always going to want to make each other better. Well,
2: when we're on the field, yeah. You're my enemy.
1: Yeah, it's like it's, right? it's like you're on the same team, right? Let's get let's think about it like this, right? You're on the same team. One's offense, one's defense. Correct. You're always consistently trying to make each other better because when it comes to game time, if I'm on the same bill as you and you're on the same bill as me as in like your offense and I'm defense and we're trying to beat the competition, yep and the competition at that point is a new crowd or like a new venue or something yep. like that, you're gonna wanna go out there and you're gonna wanna compete as though, like it's a friendly comp, it's like a scrimmage for you guys, but it's game time at the same point. Well, crap. You know what I'm saying? Even, well, I see it. Like you scrimmage all the time. And then when it comes to right. game time, like it's down to business, but you're both on the same bill and you're both trying to get the same crowd. Cause honestly, man, if let's say you guys pull a bunch of people from a crowd who's never heard you before right that's the goal and then they're like oh my god well like this other band was on there they were on that bill i remember them oh yeah they were sick too you know like and then they were there to see
2: the other band or vice but then you ended up making a fan yeah so i see it this way like like we're on different teams Mm -hmm. like you know we're complete different teams when we're on the field which and i would equate it this way like when we're on stage like when i'm on stage like i'm trying to Outdo everyone. I just—that's just me, Mm -hmm. you know. Like I'm trying to—I'm trying to play the best. I'm running around. You see me play, dude. I'm running around, dude. I'm doing this. I'm over here. I'm doing whatever. And then the other band is the other team. And then once the game's over, though, it's like we're all like, "Yeah, it was a great show. You guys were awesome." Like I was sitting in front, like because I'm always front row, like for the bands that that we play with when I like when I absolutely just love their music. Like i'm front and center like rocking out with them i don't care where i'm at in the lineup dude i go out and and support them because you know i'm watching you know these well, bands they're play. on
1: your show exactly so or i'm should, on their show we're, we're on, on their, their show yeah exactly show, you know but it's, i mean the, it's a strategy man you have to you have to strategize because yeah. people are going to like them if they like you. The people right. who like them are most likely going to like you. But anyways. I mean,
2: I just, I do it for the simple fact of, like I said, like when, like there's a lot of bands that like, like for instance, like the Jerk Wallets, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
2: I absolutely love them. They, it doesn't matter. Is that a phone? Wh- That's my phone. Yeah.
1: Dude, that tripped me. <laughs> oh,
2: it doesn't matter. Like we've played bunches of shows. Me and Jimmy Center are like really good friends. I've known that dude a long time. In my opinion, he's the best singer in town. Like, I just, I absolutely love watching him perform. He's great. Um, that's a band that I would say that with. Like, I'm, of course, I'm competing with them. We're competing with them. Hell yeah. You know what? But when they're playing, I'm just like, I'm, I'm a fan. And that's what I'm saying. Like, like, I can draw, I personally can draw this line of like, I'm a fan of your music, you know? Um, however, I want to do better than you when I'm playing, when I'm on stage performing my goal is to be the best performer as possible. And it's it's not a personal thing against anybody negatively. It's just that this is me. This is what I'm doing. This is us. It's this fla- is what we're doing.
1: If anything, it's flattering to them, right? Because you want to get out there yeah. and you want to perform better than them because Correct. you know that they fucking killed it. Exactly. And, and it's, like, it's, like, it's going to push you because mm-hmm. if honestly, if they're like absolutely terrible, you'll go out there and you're probably going to underperform. But if somebody Possibly. goes out there and if somebody goes out well and by underperformance, it's not you're not making yourself better, you're just flatlining, right? That's yeah. That's exactly. what I'm saying. And if like Well somebody it's like who's when you're undefeated, you know? right?
2: And you play the worst team in the league yeah, And they, like, they hang with you for four quarters and you're like, how is this, like, we're, exactly, our execution's off today.
1: Mm-hmm. And
2: it's the same concept. Like, you know, like I was saying, like, I equate the, the sports But it's and stuff.
1: flattering to the competition to know I that they are good enough to encourage you to, to better, do better your game. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean. You always need to have
2: competition. We played a show last year and, and Jimmy shows up and, and he was like, I was, like, getting warmed up, right? And, like, I was, like, out in the tent and. He comes, and he's like, hey, what's up? And I, like, I give him a hug. I have my guitar on, dude. And I was like, what's up, bro? Like, how's it going? He's like, good. He's like, dude, you guys are killing it right now. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, dude, I've been watching you guys online and, like, all this. And he's like, you're – and then he's like, that last show you guys did, I, he was like, like, it shows how much you're rehearsing, and, like, it shows. And I was like, really? Wow. To hear a person, like, that I respect that much say that to me meant a lot. You know, it it meant more than someone I don't know saying that to me does that make sense Mm -hmm. um and not to to downplay someone i don't know saying that but Mm -hmm. it was just like like i love their music like i love punk rock too you know i mean obviously like you know i've i've done my share of 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 performing punk rock um you know but to hear that from that guy it was just like that was that was a really defining moment for me personally because it's like holy shit like this dude thinks that wow Okay. And then it's like we go on stage and like I have the video of that show, you know, and it was just like we killed it. And it was crazy too cuz like we had guitars that weren't ours and like it just like we had all this like gear whatever going on. And uh we we just went up and did what we do. And, yeah. and it went over really well. We got great response. Um, you know, like it it furthered the cause and it furthered things.
1: You know, so where where have you performed in town? Quite a few times, <laughs> name it. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, there's Olympic. A... I know you played at the Olympic. No, yet. we no?
2: haven't played there yet. We were supposed
1: to. That's where you guys need to play, dude. Yeah, the Olympic's sick.
2: Um, and you know,
1: so that kind of leads me into like, so how about the reef? Never. They wouldn't take us. I, um, would think. I bet I could get you on a card for like a punk reggae band. Maybe. Like an intro, just like an opening. Well, yeah, for a punk to open. Band. We're not. You may not be a headliner at the reef, but you'll definitely get in front of people yeah, at the reef.
2: I think so. I don't I think we would shy people away or anything or turn people off. It's just that, like. And what... if
1: they like you, they'll just schedule you again.
2: Yeah. But what they do there, I just.
1: Mm. They have a really.
2: Joke crowd, bro. Yeah, they have a great crowd. I've got to tons of shows there. I l- I just I every just time, love time I go theirs. there, it's 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 less rock and roll.
1: It's it's reggae, it's, and yeah. now they're starting to go more EDM and right. getting away from like even the hip hop. They're getting away like getting away from hip hop. They've had really good hip hop, um, but mostly it's like reggae, which is dude. They're drawing some of the biggest reggae bands in the entire world yeah it's it's insane dude what the reef because i do photography yeah i know me. you do you're and, there a lot um yeah i'm there all the time i fucking love that place and it's um, a great venue it is so great, great but, sound it, system, but great it just depends stage. on i guess it depends on you know your demographic um of your listening demographic right. listeners and then it also i guess it just depends on the genre honestly i think you guys could open up for like a punk reggae band. There's a lot of ska reggae bands and shit from like SoCal and whatnot that come up that you could easily transition from like an alternative rock or punk band. If you have some punk songs, even if you have like five songs that are just straight punk, like, you know what I'm saying? Um, Or even like alternative punk, you know, like later nineties kind of shit, more alternative shit. We're just straight ahead
2: rock and roll, man. Like, you know, I like I was telling him, I, I got one of the craziest comparisons I'd ever heard about our sound was like it was like seven dust and Allison chains had a baby. And I was like, huh? Okay. Oh, dude, it does it, actually, man.
1: Hold on one second. Let me pull it up. Or I don't
2: I... even know, dude. Like I say, you know, it's uh,
1: what am I looking up on Amazon?
2: Uh, we're not even on Amazon.
1: You're not on Amazon. No, you can just Should go just to our go website. To okay, let's just go to your website. Yeah, what's your website? I
2: will.us?
1: EYE EYE? Yeah, yeah, yeah Oh, yeah, that's
2: right um, Hit media Go to decompress
1: Oh, shit, you have channel MSU Yeah, we're podcast on, on Go to that's the decompress,
2: cool. though So this is uh, real quick. We made this recording I'm
1: going to go down to the bottom screen So yeah. people can see your website real quick
2: We made this recording last year um, And we did four songs on it uh, we did it over at Andy's place, Ag and Broad. Um, okay. Another old friend. <laughs> I've known that dude for
1: 20 years. All right, so everybody who's watching right now, we're on I will. That's actually, that picture's from Death Proof. Is it really?
2: Yeah, as a matter of fact. Oh,
1: yeah, it is from Death Proof. The same with that one. All right, cool. So we go to Media. Yeah, you go
2: to Media. Go to Decompress, which is that, and then play Mental Block. Very top song. This is the first single off of it. Um yeah, this is actually the very first I Will song ever, to be honest with you. Um, I haven't he- even heard this before.
1: So that's the first song you guys ever recorded?
2: No, it's the first song that I ever wrote um, for the band. When Jay and I originally started the band, it was just me and him, and uh, we were rehearsing at Farmer Brown's of all places at Star and Chinden Road, and uh, I plugged in and was like, "Hey, I got this riff," you know, as like it's got four parts to it and uh he's like all right well what do you got and it was just like i started playing that opening you know thing um you know and that was that and so it just seemed relevant you know at the time um, to put it out and it's gotten a great response i'm actually surprised again it's like the thing i was playing earlier you know when when we started this like i was playing a song that i wrote many years i even wrote it before that and uh like the responses that i get from it are just mind b- blowing because it's like how do you like like i don't even think the song's that good mm-hmm. you know i'm just like i i feel like i've written better shit.
1: Mm-hmm. you know yeah. yeah but some people connect on different levels yeah you know? it's, and, you, it's and a trip. you can engage them on those levels even if it's not on the same wavelength that you're on somebody else is going to um they're going to harmonize with that sure you know which is fine to me you know again like you know
2: obviously like as musicians like we don't get to decide like what which one of our songs or which part of our material is going to resonate with people we think it sounds good right you know you write something you're like dude this is badass and it's like hey so dudes like you know um you know and then obviously you know coming into the band format where it's like so it's like okay so i wrote the song and i have the the meat and the potatoes of it right now i need a salad to go with this you know and you get three other sets of ears in our case you get three other sets of ears and so we just played last friday for the first time in 7 months
1: um where everything's locked down no we don't? have
2: our re- that rehearsal space
1: oh like a private party
2: right yeah. no it's just rehearsal space it's just oh we you played up.
1: together yeah I so it. i thought you meant like yeah. you did like a like a concert like no, a no, private, no no no, no. Like
2: so we reconvene and jntc had been playing um and we're like you know we've been working on these different things and whatever and it's like okay so they started playing this one thing and immediately i was like how about I play this right here? And, and I already knew this was going to happen, too. <laughs> like, like, this is exactly what happens. That's cool. All right, stop. Hold on. All right, how about right here? <laughs> you know what I mean? Immediately. It was just like, and it's, it's not even me. It's like these two are like, because they've been working on this. And like, well, how about, like, you know? And I'm like, okay, but, you know, like, try it. Let's do this. Whatever. And I'm always of the, of the mindset of, like, when you imagine, say, like, we wrote a song, right? You have, say you, you wrote a song, actually and you're like hey i got this idea check this out or i have this vision or whatever you want to call it right i have a song like i come with songs i don't know like what other people um and my goal as an outside party is to stick with the original thing as much as possible right while we're figuring it out you know it's Mm -hmm. like you like because i don't know how you write but like when i write like i'm pretty much like I I can hear everything in my head right so a lot of times it's like okay so I'm gonna be doing this right And the drums are gonna be doing this I hear the bass doing this I hear a lead right here maybe or a tagline or whatever you want to call it Uh, but you know I want let's play it like this first right and then see what happens after that so a lot of times um, it'll be like okay so we run through it, and then it's like, all right, let's play something we know. <laughs> all right, so we go through what we know. You know, it's like, hey, I just thought of something. Well, okay, what is it? And it says, it's says somebody else in the band. Like, okay, so remember that part? Like, yeah, oh, yeah. Like, you know, like, let's do this here. All right, let's play it. Yeah, that sounds great. And it's, it's immediate. I don't know, for us, anyway, it's immediate. It's like, that works or that doesn't work. Hmm. I don't know. There's a lot of times where, like, I get like, I'll have this idea, like, even on something like I wrote, you know, obviously, because, you know, like, TC writes also, um, but there's a lot of times, like, it's mainly in shit that I've come up with where I'm like, hey, let's try this right here. And then it's like, mm, the litmus test, like, immediate response, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, no. Nah. Really? Okay. You know, I've played with guys where their feelings would get hurt
3: i've been down that road in older bands. yeah and same older, here older members for sure yeah
2: <clears throat> you know exactly what i'm saying like their feelings get hurt
0: mm-hmm.
2: why it doesn't work you know what i mean like the idea is like it's a good idea a lot of times i've found too like it's like sometimes like you bring it to another song that same idea and it'll work out or whatever mm-hmm. you know if like you're playing something that's in a similar key or You know, maybe rework it a little bit or whatever. But you know what I mean? Like, I don't understand. Like, I've believe me, I've played with some some guys that I'm just like, well, the timing on that's not right, dude. Or, like, the count isn't correct right there. Like, like why are we doing an odd count when we're doing four on the floor? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, why are we doing that only twice? Or why are we doing that three times right there? And, like, it, it feels like it should extend further or, you know, or it feels like it should shorten or or whatever the case may be in a song. But when we, you know, um, as a writer for me anyway, like, you know, like I'm very flexible because you get three other sets of ears, they're going to be like, hey, you know, and I think to me, that's healthy in a band. Like, you know, like obviously there's always like, you know, one or two guys in a band that's the main creative force you mm-hmm. know, that's just kinda how it works. Um, whatever dynamic in whatever band is is a little different. Like in our band, like, you know, T C and I are are those two people for the most part. Um you know, not to say that the other, you know, Kenny and Jay don't uh definitely contribute or collaborate or come up with stuff. Um, but the main, you know, things come from one of us, you know. Um You know, where, like, I've been in bands where it was just like, like, when I played drums in the Piranhas, you know, it was like, you know, James wrote a lot of, he writes lyrics, that's his thing, he's a great lyricist, and he's great at, like, singing an idea, and I'm like, and I'll be on the guitar like, well, like, play this? And he's like, yeah, exactly. I'm like, cool, okay, so then, like, okay, naturally, like, the chord progression or the scale or whatever, I gotta go from here to here like you know and then like so then it's like that's when like it comes into like because he doesn't play you know but i was just the drummer i just sat in the back like you know texting what 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 are we doing okay what do What do i do here right What? just what's the give me the tempo and then i look at joe the bass player and he'd be like and he's from north carolina he's got a great southern drawl and he'd be like well he'd say jimmy you gotta you know get a little bit of uh whatever into it and i'd be like okay it's like this and he'd be like yeah that's that's perfect like you know dude can play the banjo you know he's from north carolina it was like he's a brilliant musician um but you know being in that dynamic was great because i didn't have to do anything i just sat on in the drums i was like all right what's up fuckers yeah you know like what do we do?
1: yeah pulse, homie
2: that was all i had to do the
1: the other night man all all we had to say was keep a pulse, dude. not to worry about anything. <laughs> that's keep a funny. pulse, me. That's funny. But that's what you are when you're in a band as a drummer. You're keeping the pulse, yeah, man.
2: You're definitely keeping everything. Well, you know, like Jay's famous thing is, is like uh, the tempo is whatever the hell I say it is.
0: <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: Yeah, you're the pulse, man.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I, there was a band here a long time ago. They fired their drummer. I don't know why. I don't know what happened to this day, and I, and he's actually like a really good friend of mine. Um, and I went and good watched, drummer, yeah, yeah. And he's one of my best friends. Actually, what
1: kind of a drummer is he?
2: A uh, phenomenal. He's a phenomenal drummer.
1: What is, he can just play anything. He can like just jazz, play. Blues. Yeah, he went to
2: Musician's Institute down in Cali, dude. Yeah, that's how good he is. Like he's technically trained, and mm-hmm. um, I go and watch him play. Actually, we were on the bill with him. It was a competition to open up for a major act at the time. Um, and this isn't the old band, actually. And uh, they had this different guy up there, and I just was like, this is awful. And I was a huge fan of the band, you know, huge fan. They were, f- in my opinion, to this day, they're the best band that's ever been in this town. What's the name of this band? They were called Stacked s-t-a-k-t they're just absolutely s-t-a-k-t K-T, yeah are they online are i doubt it i doubt you could find anything they're on probably, those guys. i have their two albums at my house on cd and i don't even own a cd player and i still to this day listen to them and i have to put them in my laptop Um, they're just Mm. in my and that's just my opinion you know what I mean like obviously there's there's lots of bands there's all sorts of bands I think are great there's all sorts of musicians and and artists that I respect and have worked with and have been a part of you know their lives and they've been a part of mine but when it just came down to the sheer ferocity of this band (laughs) dude it was just like like you know what I mean? Like they just had this. We, we played a show with them. Uh, so the old band, Uncontrolled Substance, opened for them. Uh, another band, Drawing Flies, was on the bill. Um, and we played at this place called the East Side Tavern. And I mean, this is like 2001, 2002. And it, like, and I obviously I promoted the show, you know. Um, and it was like we're gonna open. Drawing flies is on next and then stacks the headliner. It was like it was a no brainer. These dudes show up with their full Marshall stacks, you know, and dude's got his Ampeg, full Ampeg stack, you know, with what is it, ten or eight tens, you know, and then the three hundred and fifty watt head, and these guys got their four two four twelve stacked and the East Side's not a big place. I don't know if you've ever been in there. But it's just like it was ridiculous. And then Jesse's drum set was just, you know, disgusting. And I mean it was like, what the fuck are these guys doing here? Mm-hmm. They ended up getting signed out of this place in Houston, and they imploded. And I was really sad to see that, you know, because, like I said, to me, that... And to this day, nobody, nobody. Like, I I could only hope to attain one-tenth of their ferocity on stage, just to give you an idea of how, to, in my mind, how brilliant their music was. Mm-hmm. And... I don't know if you're a big fan of hate read or not um i'm a pretty big fan of hate read um especially like you know the rise of brutality um supremacy albums like that um older stuff and they got to open for them and it was like i honestly it was one of those times where it was like the like the first time i ever saw limp biscuit they opened corn family values tour this is in oklahoma city in 1998 and my first year of college, as a matter of fact.
1: Dude, I watched Corn at um, at Skate World oh, wow. in nineteen ninety, 1990, maybe 1998, 1999 I was like an
2: eighth grade, dude. It probably was before that because they were already filling stadiums by that point. That dude, was when Follow the Leader came out.
1: We were at yeah. Either way, we were at Skate World. Yeah, and it was packed. But it was probably off of either the first Corn album Skate
2: or World. Life Is Peachy their second album. Yeah, the third album it, is when the Corn Family Values tour yeah. happened, right?
1: Limp Biscuit opened dude I want to say it was in 1998
2: bro it could have been
1: 97 I, at the earliest bro I, I don't think a, it was any later than I highly doubt it was 98 though
2: just because of the fact that uh, the Family Values know, tour family. that was with Ice Cube and orgy also on the bill but so I the, love orgy the Biscuits whatever happened
1: with orgy by the way
2: um one of the guys is a big producer um uh Amir DeRock, I believe his name is he's he's one of the guitar players um, he's he's produced a lot of bands in the industry.
1: Um, they remade a... Uh, Blue, Blue, Mo- oh. Blue Monday. Yeah, Blue Monday. How
0: does it feel
2: to treat me, me like, like you, you do? do? Yeah, that was yeah. their big hit. No, so Limp Biscuit, dude. Like, I'd never I even loved heard, heard of these dudes. This is on $3 bill, y'all. Right? The they had the moon set like the, like the moon. And like, there was like a ring of Saturn and like a spaceship crack crashed into the thing. Right. This is their set. And all of a sudden you hear this. Dun, 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 it was like, they were opening. And I was with, uh, I was dating this girl at the time and her friend, my two roommates, uh, off the baseball team. Uh, we all drove to Oklahoma city from Fort Smith, Arkansas. Right? it was like a, probably a five hour trip. And, uh, I hear this and we're kind of it's at the fairgrounds no KC right and so I we're kind of in the back and I hear that and I was like what the fuck
0: is going on right so
2: <laughs> the girl's name was Anna that I was dating at the time and I was like hey Anna like let's go check this out and I told my roommates and her friend like you can come with but whatever we go up and West Westbourne comes out and he's in the monkey suit he used to wear this monkey suit right he's got these this collar with these lights that come out and his face is painted white He's got like this black, like cross into it, right? And he's got these black contact lenses in his eyes. And he's a bass player. He's no, dead it's now. The guitar player. Oh, he's a guitar No, no, player. they're all still alive. They're actually oh, back they together. Are? Yeah, oh, yeah.
1: Wait, hold on. Am I talking Limp Biscuit? Limp Biscuit. Yeah. They're back together? Yeah, they've been. Oh, damn, yeah, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, Shout yeah. out to Limp Biscuit for being yeah. back together. And, this is and, one of know, those bands that a lot of people can say whatever they want. But Chocolate
2: Starfish and the Hot Dog Flavored Water is one of the best albums ever made. Every song on it was good.
1: Dude, that that city was Yeah, man. That's like my elementary junior
2: they I break guess. into counterfeit which was like their first like big song and well then faith obviously the george michael cover
1: but they got in hot water for that did they yeah they did i don't they got sued for it did I they re- really yeah i don't think they i don't wow legally they didn't cover their asses and some oh, aspect. i see. yeah and so well, they got sued by um, they put on by his label the
2: most absolute brilliant performance of the night Oh, no
1: doubt, dude.
2: They're they're famous for a reason. Their intensity was like, what the fuck? Like, they busted into Cambodia, and they busted into whatever other songs um, that they busted into, Um, and they were just phenomenal, and I've been a fan ever since. Like, you know, and, and again, that's one of those bands, like, people can say whatever they want, but it's it's like the thing of, like, Lars is a terrible drummer. And I'm like, so how many world tours have you been on? That's all I have to say.
1: Yeah. Cause, that's true. Man.
2: I mean, I, I get it. I get why, like, I'm a drummer. He I get why people feel that. He may not be way. the
1: most complex individual or the greatest drummer, but he's in a band that uh, he was able to fulfill. He's a his... great drummer. He's a great drummer. What I'm saying is, like, just because the music that demands what his talent is capable of right. doing is under par for what he's actually able to do, and people probably don't look even further than just the songs themselves. I don't know. They're like, oh well, that song's like not so in depth. It's like, well, maybe go like watch him practice. Like, well, maybe go like look up some videos of this dude that's like like doing covers Mike, or doing practice of something. That's and, like, like
2: saying Mike Borden from Faith No More isn't a great drummer
1: people only know what they know though like they, they have to be able to seek out more cuz honestly if dude. i was if i was looking at a band and i was like dude these guys like fucking suck and then somebody hit me up and was like, dude, you need to look at the guitarist who just does, like, just chords, blah, 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 you know, like, chords, and then all of a sudden, like, I'm like, oh, dude, that guitar sucks. I'm not saying I'm I'm like that, but, you know, there's trolls out there. Right. And they'll be like, fuck that guitarist. He doesn't even know how to play guitar. And then it's like, just look at his page, and then you go to his page, and homeboy's covering, like, right. Some of the most intense Johnny and Five's dope one of those guys. Guitarist, like the dude from last night or the mm-hmm. other night, dude. Oh, that kid's awesome. This kid was eighteen years old. Yeah, he's man. great. And he was just phenomenal killing it, bro. And phenomenal. Like you would not know that unless you actually saw him play by himself. But when he's playing for a band and a band isn't as good as him, then it undervalues right. his talent. That's and why you find musicians like
2: that, that are all in the same kind of ballpark, right?
1: Isn't like, that tough though?
3: Yeah.
2: I don't know. How do you think? On yeah, one? dude.
3: We've been super picky on, like, who's going to be in our band and who's not going to be in our band. Like, we base it off a lot of different aspects. but And we give a lot of people a lot of chances. And people think we're assholes because sometimes they don't make the cut. But it's like... Can dude, I ask like, you a question? Yeah.
2: I feel when you talk about this stuff, like, you have a standard that, that mm-hmm. you're not going to go against ever.
3: Yeah, I mean that's that's how you. Yeah. Is that fair? Well, yeah, dude. It's like like I mentioned earlier, like McDonald's and stuff. They got dress codes. They got code of conduct. They got all this stuff. Correct. We're trying to make a business, bro. Like we got, you know, x amount of of things. You got to make sure that you can maintain if you want to maintain being in the band. And Correct. if you start slipping, we're gonna call you out on it. And if you don't. Like if you don't to fix figure, it fix it or yeah. figure it out, then okay. I'm sorry we're gonna find some, someone else who's gonna do it yeah. or have the will to do it. It doesn't mean we're a dick, it doesn't mean I hate no. you. Agreed, bro. It's it's business, bro. It's your business. It ain't charity, business. bro. Yeah, it's business. Well, so it charity, if, if we're dog. going on if we're going on I'll give you an example outside of like it's not all it is a lot about playing. Right. But if we're going on the road for two and a half weeks and we're in the in the in the van for two and a half weeks, I'm within four feet of you. And we got problems every 20 fucking minutes that's a problem that's a problem yes correct that's a problem mm-hmm. I understand that's a problem mm-hmm. and then that happened with you know a certain certain members and stuff like that and uh you know it didn't it didn't work out like we just didn't vibe on that level like they didn't want to follow what we had laid out because I mean we we've been established before these people have joined correct you know what I mean? Like I do. Every, I understand every, that 100%. Everything's been established before you join. You're not going to come in and change everything how we've been doing. Right. Because how we have been doing things has yeah. got us to do You're what part we've been of doing.
1: us. We're not a part of you. Correct. Yeah, we're, yeah. We, we're
3: doing a certain it. thing, bro. Like,
2: I get it. We approach things the same way as a band.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: We do, 100%. That's why I. Th- it's kind of crazy how like 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 we've met before Mm -hmm. but we've never really had like an in-depth conversation Mm -hmm. and now that we are it's just kind of i'm i'm finding like parallels like with my own life and my own you know music and whatever to to what you're saying Mm -hmm. you dude you're not an asshole
0: that's that's why i asked
2: that because it's like you. you have a standard we have a standard Mm-hmm. As a unit, you have to, man. We have a standard. Have we have to, a standard. Bro. We're we're like I
1: told you before. Like you have to set goals, man. We're an
2: we're an LLC. We're a business. Mm-hmm. There's four of us. We're pr- the principal partners in this. Like we're we're not fucking around. This isn't a hobby, you know, right? Mm-hmm. And Definitely. so, in order for us to do anything, first and foremost, everybody's got to be on board with it, right? Like you know, Kenny, obviously being the newest member of the band, um, we've talked to him extensively about it. It's just like, dude, like you know, it's like we, it's love, what you're doing. Are, we, like, we love you. Know who you are, bro. Like we love you
1: together. Yeah, just...
2: well, it's it's not even that with him. It's just like this is what th- this is kind of the mandate, if you will.
1: Yeah, of... this is what it is expected of you to be a part of what we're right.
2: doing. And yeah. I mean, dude, he's been nothing but phenomenal. Yeah. nothing but phenomenal just
1: your standards man.
2: you know what i mean it's like when jay and i got back together you know tc was the first person we called you know like the, st- the famous story of us getting together it was like the original or the second incarnation of this band was uh was one member from thus must die two members from my will and one member from malachi which was the last show that we had played um before our first hiatus and then all of a sudden it was like there's four guys from those three bands in the same band like from that show, you know, and you know, when Steve O had to bow out, um, you know, he he had other obligations, um, in his, in his musical life. Um, when we found Kenny, he Im- immediately just got it. And he's like younger than all of us, you know, like he's still in his 20s. Like, you know, obviously, I'm gonna be 40, Jay's in his 40s, uh, TC's in his 30s still. Um, He's around the same age as you, as a matter of fact. And, uh, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like,
1: 34, dog.
2: Yeah, that's how old he is. Oh, okay. And so...
1: <laughs> I thought you meant 20s. I was like, no. No,
2: no, no. Kenny's in his 20s. Oh, okay. He's like the youngest one of us all. Okay. But he just immediately just kind of clicked with, like, the whole concept of, like, we're not doing this to fuck around. You know what I mean? And obviously, you know, like, for me... You know, all of those like I have a lot of music I write, right? Like Didi and I, for instance, she was on your show, which actually it's kinda of funny. I was like I was watching that the other day and I called her and or texted her actually and was like, Did hey. you like the show? Oh, I loved it. It was great.
1: I love man. her. She's, we got off she's track, phenomenal. Man. She cracked me up. She's great. She's really fun. But and she and she killed her acoustic session. Yeah, she's too. phenomenal. Yeah, she's a lot been of I've been writing her, music her for
0: her
2: um, over the last several months as well. You know. Um, there are songs that I would never, ever even think about playing in, so Jay's like my best friend in life. That's, dude's my brother. We've known each other for almost 20 years now. Um, we've done so much music together. It's disgusting. I would never play the songs that I write for her in front of him, Mm -hmm. um, without her there. Does that make sense? Yeah, because it's, totally. it's just yeah. like, dude, <laughs> this is not I wheel music. This is not. This is like another part of me, of my musical whatever. Like it's like my J- persona. It's well, it's like my Joan Jet fandom. Yeah, you know, like yeah. with Dee Dee, it's like Joan Jett. Like I just imagine her as being like a modern day Joan Jett.
1: She kind of reminds me of that, right? Dude,
2: Don't you get that vibe yeah. from her? Yeah, kind of. And not. she's no, so her. talented, yeah.
1: super brilliant. She's an artist. She cracked me yeah, up. She was so funny, dude. She was here for like four hours. I believe it. Yeah, she was here forever. And she's like, no, I don't want to drink. And I was like, dude, here's a White Claw. She's like, okay, I'll have a White Claw. (laughs) Four White Claws later, we're like, all right, let's start this podcast. Right. (laughs) Yeah, and she was – she picked up the guitar. She was jamming. She's great. She was was super open. She wanted to talk about everything. We went from Bigfoot to aliens. Nice. She was super easy to just get along with. She's like somebody – she's like a homie. That you could just like chat with and she is very open-minded very intuitive and very like she's very smart and if not she she definitely will listen to somebody who has like like when i would speak to her on different like topics that she didn't know about she would just like would be quiet and she'd be like oh my god that totally makes sense at the very end or Mm she or she'd question me and i would. You know, I'd have yeah. an answer for it. You guys or if had, I a didn't, good, yeah, a had a good, yeah, good show. That was great show. really great dynamic. She was a lot of fun, man. She's very smart brilliant and she's fucking very creative. musician, yeah. Period. Artist in general. I
2: love her, but I her thing with like I, her art is great. I actually absolutely respect her on that front. Her the thing that drew me to her actually actually so do you know Music. how we met? I didn't. She was on Instagram one day. I was on Instagram, right? I dated this girl for a while she introduced me to instagram um mm-hmm. and again i you know i'll just leave names out whatever she's a uh, she manages uh a couple bands um her and i met whatever you know um and she introduced me to instagram like, i had no clue you know i was like what the fuck is instagram <laughs> like really like okay yeah. wow okay this thing's awesome i'm
1: still like what the fuck is instagram? yeah
2: so am i so anyway so i'm just scrolling through it one day and i see dd that's me 208 or whatever her handle is on the thing and she's just freestyle rapping, so she loves the rap. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I don't know if you she's know the, the it, story. Too. So you know, rap music was born in the Bronx, New York. That's where I originated out of. Okay, growing up, it was. It, hold on, I got to get into character for this. Like, <laughs> well, because you know, you talk like everybody out yeah. there talks. You know, I'm not. A, I'm not Italian. I'm Puerto Rican, but. Anyway, so, and I talk the way I talk. I don't
1: know. Yeah.
2: I get shit for it a lot. And it's like, well, what do you want? You
1: can kind of tell. I mean, you can yeah. tell you're from New yeah, York. Yeah, yeah, but. Yeah.
2: It's not like you gotta get aggressive, the aggressive. but You got to get the, the thing out, you know? Like 20 years in Idaho, I'm just saying. You got to, yeah, but you got to get to the store and uh, you bought the new record from KRS-One,
1: you know? Get your baseball quads yeah. and your and hot dogs exactly. and go to the gang
2: you got you yeah. to get the KRS-One out of you, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know? And so I grew Love up
2: listening KS1. to rap music. I grew up battle rapping dudes at school and shit. Like, we battle rapped. Like, so the the famous story, so the drummer is stacked, actually. Jay Mike Martinez, who's one of my greatest friends. Uh, we were at JD's and Friends, <laughs> which is now the bicycle bar, I believe, right? We were actually at Bogey's for the Battle of the Bands, which is now a lighting store down on the, what's that, Front and... Uh, like 11th, I think. So this place called Bogies, they used to have battles and bands there or whatever. We go down to JD's and Friends. Jeff Taylor was great. He owned the club. Um, he's this black dude from down south, I believe. And so like he had the only club in town that like, you know, basically allowed hip hop. Right? So he let all the metal, rock, and punk bands play at his club. And he had a fence to make the place all ages from the bar your
1: phone made that sound so intense right now (laughs) uh,
2: so you had to walk like if you were underage you had to walk around this cage to get to the floor Uh and then like the bar was cordoned off basically so um j mike and i show up down there because wu-tang's in town and i'm like yo dude we got to go fucking see the wu-tang clan like this is dope i wanted to meet old dirty bastard odb big baby jesus right so we get down there and we're in the bathroom right and you know we'd been drinking uh two dollar beam and cokes all night and this is i mean this is like 16 years ago probably 17 years ago uh we were in the bathroom like you know we're hitting the head because we've been chugging jim beam and cokes at, at bogeys all night two dollar beam and cokes back in those days right sally spider was uh one of the bartenders and uh uh oh god i can't remember the other girl's name anyway um this little dude gentry walks in this little black dude walks in the thing he starts beatboxing and so i i don't know what happened but me and uh j mike and joey and andy we were all there and so these these are friends of ours um non-musician friends and i just start freestyle rapping like i don't even know i don't even know dude what i was saying at the time so this other dude walks in this other black dude walks in he's kind of tall and skinny he's got a hood on and a hat and the whole bit and he starts battle rapping me right and I'm like who the fuck is this guy oh yeah he's talking shit about my mama and like I'm like oh this motherfucker don't even know I had no idea who this dude was so I start battle rapping this dude and I whooped his ass like sh- like I can call Jay Mike right now on the phone He'll, he can tell the story probably better than I can
1: dude after this episode we should just like throw some beats on cause I think we have a bunch of rappers at this table I don't
2: rap dude anymore
1: well I mean you do after this episode keep talking I, I might
2: try so I'll battle rap with people. He I have fun with that. He goes off his thing, but I just wouldn't quit. I just like was relentless on this dude. Finally, he just stops, and for like two minutes, I just went off on this rap, this rhyme. I was just spitting, and it's straight freestyle. Dude, just beatboxing, right? And it's like we're all in the bathroom. In the bathroom there's small. I don't know if you've ever been in there, but so we come out, and Jeff Taylor's talking to the RZA and the Jizza at the bar. And so we go up and get a couple beers or whatever, drinks or whatever we're drinking at the time. I don't remember, but uh, start talking to these guys, and he comes walking out. Inspector Deck does, and it's like, oh shit, Infected that's Deck. Inspector oh, Deck.
1: dirty bastard.
2: So here's the here's the 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 craziest parallel in this whole story. So I was playing in a band at the time called Uncontrolled Substance, right? Guess what? Inspector Deck's first solo album is called.
1: Uncontrolled Substance.
2: Uncontrolled Substance. Oh, uncontrolled this is the name substance. of my band at the time. I was like, what? <laughs> like, after I found this out after the fact. It was like, what the fuck? Right? So, 2017, a uh, couple years, ago well, so that's what, three years ago now. Uh, I'm at my house, and uh, I get on Facebook, and J. Mike throws a, that story on. He types this whole thing out and, like, tells this story. And it was, it was really funny because he's like, this little white kid from Idaho, <laughs> like whooped Inspector Deck's ass from, from, in this battle rap. And I'm just like, well, first of all, I'm only half. <laughs> As my mother would so succinctly put it, you're half Puerto Rican. My mother's a Puerto Rican one. And she's very, very dark. And, uh, you know, second of all, I ain't from Idaho. You know, now, I mean, obviously, having been here so long, I consider myself a native. You know, like, I don't know. If we were in Portland right now and someone asked me where I was from, I'd be like, oh, Boise, Idaho
1: yeah you know? that's what i say
2: totally yeah like this is where we are you know it's our it's our town it's our thing it's everything that's supposed to be what it is but uh you know anyway so the point being is is that so i watched Dee do this just freestyle rap on instagram and i was like holy shit and i messaged her and was like you are just crazy beautiful awesome and she messages me back and it was like thanks like i'm glad you liked it blah, blah blah so we struck up a friendship from that so we ended up getting together a few times and playing
1: some music and you know hanging out and whatever and whatever you guys are like a awesome honestly man you guys are like a really dope duo yeah like exactly. you guys could battle back and forth and like yeah, yeah. you well, guys have very similar styles so like i play guitar similar. for her though yeah
2: you know what i mean yeah like i'm Trying to push the rock and roll out of her. That's what I do with with do her. Do both, man.
1: Do um, both, man. I don't you might as well feel, just rock on two different. I don't
2: projects. feel that I can offer anything to her um, outside of that.
1: Dude, how about you create like a jazzy riff? You just killed jazz in my music well, I was playing blues. Or I'm sorry, blues. Yeah. Do like a bluesy riff for her. I guarantee she can rap. Oh, I'm sure she blues. can. And you should just do, like, three songs Yeah, that are, like, a bluesy riff, like, hip-hop style. Like, a West Coast bluesy, like, influence. Because, like, she definitely has a West Coast style. But, like, what I'm she saying does. is, like, yeah, she does. But, like, if you could throw some, like, blues in there and then she can, you know, throw some like some vocals over the top of it. yeah, and you're on the guitar and you can also she come has in and these jam. songs, dude that sh- that she would s- she
2: sang them for me, right? And I'm just like, hey, what if I play this? And she's like, holy shit. I'm like, yeah, like we actually like it's really cool. I'm interested to see what happens. um I think we both need to kind of find a little more time in our schedules to like mm-hmm. really make this happen. Um, She's totally down dude. She's just she's a brilliant musician like like I get drawn to that. You know what I mean? There's certain people that really draw me into playing with them for whatever reason and it's always something that's outside of the realm of what I'm comfortable playing You know like find things that are hard and do them because it shows Mm -hmm. you how you think Mm -hmm. that whole concept yeah, so she's one of those people where it's just like, you know, it's a challenge every time because She has such a great talent in music. Mm -hmm. And I like to think that, like, I'm a pretty okay songwriter. You know? Like, I don't know. I've done okay. You know?
1: You're both very creative on different levels. And a lot of times, when you mesh different styles of creativity together, a lot of the time your creativity will kind of blend and you'll create like a hybrid and you'll either come together or you'll compromise with different styles. But honestly, man, I think it's good either way. As long as two people can come together and work together. If it doesn't work, it doesn't work as far as that. But dude, if you were to do, like, an alternative rock style song like what you do and then have her come in and, like, kind of guest rap on the background or something like that. That'd be dope. Like, yeah, dude. Just, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, even if it's just for the chorus part, right? Right. You know? Like, or at the very end, she just comes in and closes it off with a rap. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, there's a lot of different, like, ways that you well, can Well, like I said, like, anything musically that I come up
2: with, like, for her is for her.
1: yeah. Like, you know, like I, I
2: personally want, uh, like we've been floating the idea around of like finding, you know, a bass and drummer, a bass player and a drummer. Mm-hmm. Um, we've just kind of been in, in, you know, obviously we've been in limbo for the last few months. Um, so we'll see what happens. Yeah. I'm pretty excited right now, you know, just for me anyway, like I'm kind of like with the show coming up, you know, and we're having some, uh, to, to, to start back at the beginning if you will um we've got like three weeks you know we're gonna probably get up and do like 12 songs uh we'll be ready we always are um you know i'm kind of focusing on that right now and then you know with everything reopening or whatever the case may be i mean we've there's a lot of opportunities that we were handed that and not even handed i mean we earned them but i mean they were handed out um we weren't able to do obviously you know, with the state of things, I mean, yeah. You know what's funny is I actually <laughs> I haven't even touched on anything that I was like I wanted to talk about. Dude,
1: that. yeah, you were supposed to tell us a story. We're like an hour and 20 minutes in. Dude, what was that story you wanted to tell us? Right, Let's talk about that So. Shit. Because you were like, dude, I have a story to tell. Let's come over. And like yeah. an hour and 20 minutes later, right. it's like, all right, well, I don't remember what I'm coming over for.
2: No, no, I totally why I'm here.
1: Okay, good. But I, I mean, we just
2: kind of get on this other thing and we start talking about music. It. and It was like, dope. You know, I obviously I talk a lot, which is just one of those things that I do, you know. Um, it's that, like, I, I like to equate it to like that David Lee Roth energy. You ever heard that dude just talk? Mm-hmm. He's, I think he's brilliant i love david lee roth like van halen to me was david lee roth like i like them both to be honest yeah oh i love sammy hager david lee roth don't get me wrong a little more so okay so um (laughs) basically like so one thing a lot of people don't like you don't even know this actually so back in 2011 um i will was on a in epic streak of like just playing sold out shows right like we did all this stuff it was great um jd's and friends ended up becoming this place called the red room which if you remember the red room it was in between originally in between the bistro and the Pear, and the pair was on the corner six men underneath the reef the red room ended up becoming where the place where the pair was underneath the reef and then they moved all the way down to 16th and Main across from KBLI. So, and I'll try to make this as short as possible. So long story short, I was hanging out with this girl. Uh, we had sold out the Red Room for the second Friday in a row. Uh, and we played with Thus Must I Open, TC's band. I Will played in the middle. And then Stevo, our, our former bass player uh, and dear friend, his band Malachi played. And the very next night, the Piranhas had a show for our rhythm guitar player's sister in law's 30th birthday. Um, We ended up just getting fucking housed, dude. Like, we ended up at Terry's State Street Saloon. Uh, You know, the momentum was going. Everything was going really well. Everything was.
1: You know, your house and you're at like a place called Saloon. Yeah,
2: Terry's, right. (laughs) So everything's great, man. So the very next day, it's a Sunday morning. Uh, I showed you the picture of, of my ex and, and the child mm. um, and again I'm leaving names out and, and I kind of leave them out of any media stuff I do you know that's uh, yeah, so. well, my personal life you know like we yeah. can talk off-camera about but um, I definitely like to leave my personal you know other than this this is very personal um, so anyway I wake up the next morning I'm uh, our original bass player and I are roommates and uh, Jay, our drummer, my best friend, we're roommates all this house. And I wake up in the morning, and there's these two girls in bed with me. And supposedly they're, you know, they're lesbians or whatever. So.
1: So they say.
2: Well, they were. They were a couple,
1: you know. So anyway. So they say. Long story short, <laughs> uh,
2: we end up drinking all fucking day long. And the, and again, I'm leaving names out. The one girl and I end up at Bogus Basin. Right? And, uh.
1: Dude, your phone is so intense. I know,
2: it's crazy, huh? This is a new phone, I feel like I'm,
1: like, on 48 hours or some shit like that every time that thing goes off. I'm like, oh my god, I gotta do something right now.
2: Well, so we end up at, uh. Bogus Basin, and I'm. Absolutely fucking wasted.
4: Aren't we all... Absolutely fucking (laughs) wasted.
2: So, we end up leaving, and she ends up putting the car on the side of the road, right? So... We get out of the... Like, I saved her life, like, literally. Like, we were, like, this strand of barbed wire was holding the car up on the side of the mountain at mile marker 4 up on Bogus Basin Road.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Right? So we're probably a couple, three, four miles away from the actual lodge itself, right? So we show up at the lodge, and all I remember at this time is I saw a couple of friends, and they're like, Dude, Jimmy, you're fucking wasted, dude. Like, <laughs> you need to go home. And, I mean, I'd been on a four-day you know, runner, basically, of drinking alcohol and playing shows and, you know, being wasted and letting, you know, a little bit of success get to my head, maybe, probably. I don't know. Yep. I, was, I was really young. I was like 29, 30 years old. Um, so the cops end up there and are like, what the fuck happened? So unbeknownst to me, this girl had gotten two DUIs in the three weeks prior to this day. Right, and this is April tenth of twenty eleven. Um, unbeknownst to me, so the cops put us in the back of this cop car, and she makes up this fictional person that was with us, and says that remember he's driving and all this crap, and I'm like, yeah, okay, whatever, dude. Like, didn't it didn't, you know, like they have like this forty three minute video, uh, so they pull her out of the car, and immediately she's like, it wasn't me, it was him. So the cops come and question me about it, and I'm like, "You get a paycheck, right?" Cop looks at me and he goes, "Rona, dog." (laughs) Right? He he looks at me and he goes, "What do you mean?" And I said, "Well, pretty much the way this works, where I come from, this is how it works. Uh, Give me a paycheck and I'll do your job. Otherwise, get fucked." Oh, really? I go, "Yeah." So anyway, I get arrested. They charge me with a felony DUI. Right? And uh, they charge me with uh, grand theft auto. Right? And take me to jail. And I'm like, what the fuck? This city cop comes and questions me. And I'm like, I never even drove the car. I don't have any clue. And they're like, well, I'm like, listen, all I got to say is this. I didn't drive the car. And I got nothing else to say to you guys. Fuck you. So I sit in county jail for three. A total of thirteen months, but I take this to trial. Pay this lawyer twenty grand as every last dime that I had. Uh, take him to trial, and he fucks me over, and I lose. So they a felony DUI in the state of Idaho, right? So, and to put it in context, I had I had received one of those um, an aggravated DUI counts as two,
1: right? So, yeah did so, not know that
2: yeah if you get an aggravated DUI it counts as two oh.
1: so, I so it's had, like a felony
2: correct it's a felony. so I yeah. had received one of those right I got a DUI in like 2001 I was like 21 or 22 um I so in 2006 I got this one and I got sentenced to two years plus three years I ended up on probation I completed all of it um whatever that first DUI that I'd gotten right uh I'd gotten a withheld, what's called a withheld judgment. And so it just, it drops off your record, right? Like it's not supposed to count at all, but it still does somehow. So anyway, so I get this, this other one, I wrecked my truck. I went into court and I was like, yo, yeah, I wrecked my truck. I was housed. I was driving. I shouldn't have been, I messed up, whatever. So they do this to put Hmm. me on probation. I do the probation, five years of it. They, they, uh, I get released from that and that's a whole nother story. But anyway, so they sentenced me to 10 years in prison. So they gave me a four years plus six years. They use the unified sentencing act here and they use it wrong. That's another story as well. So anyway, I ended up doing six years in prison over this DUI. Right. And I was so angry at the time that I was like, I'll do all fucking 10 of them. Like, I don't give a fuck. Fuck you. You know what I mean? I didn't do, I did not drive this car. You know what I mean? And that's all I would say well what happened I'm like figure it out you guys get paid to do this job you know what I mean so anyway I get out and in so and mind you dude like I've got the music thing going I've got my training business going on you know I've got what I do my life you know like I developed this stuff in my 20s whatever so I get out and for two and a half years like so you're on parole, right? So they made me pay for the car. Like I got court ordered to do all this shit. So fast forward. So in, in 29 months, right, from April of 17 to August of, uh, of 19, I'd done everything I'm supposed to do. I write them a check literally for $12,054.95. It exactly took me two years, four months, and 23 days to make that money. To pay this restitution bill off right which was it's bullshit but again that's another story whatever because what actually happened is this right so nine days after i do that i'm hanging out with this girl and you met that's the girl i we was talking about earlier that you met mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. last time we were here mm-hmm. so she decides because i don't want to be her boyfriend i won't have sex with this girl she gets wasted. On her birthday september 7th of 2019 right gets wasted ends up back at my house i'm dead ass sober right like i just saw where this was headed with her she gets mad right and decides like she's gonna start yelling at me this and this and the other i'm like yo listen i'm going outside my roommate's sitting outside i go sit with my roommate and we're sitting out smoking cigarettes hanging out whatever come inside she's in my bed sleeping I'm like alright Crawl in the bed She starts at I'm like look dude Just go to bed I was like We'll talk about it In the morning It's no big deal And you've met me dude. I'm pretty mellow dude I'm pretty even You know what I mean I'm not uh, I'm not a person Who Unless you come at me dude Like you know what I mean Like I'm gonna go The other way As much as possible Just you know We live in a you, day You can day. kill bro Exactly Yeah So
1: You're pretty like Melodramatic Like super chill Like right yeah
2: so she decides 12 hours after this supposedly happens right which is the in the middle of the night on you know September 8th the 9th September 8th that it's like six o'clock in the five six o'clock in the afternoon and these three cops show up to my house so I'm basically with the whole being on paper thing I'm basically done I'm just waiting for the time to run out, of that, right? Mm-hmm. I've completed all the terms of it. I did their classes, paid them their money. You know, I haven't done anything. You know, I'm not a criminal. You know, unfortunately, I live in this state where, you know, like heaven forbid you drove drunk. You know, and I mean, don't get me wrong, dude. I'm not a saint. I'm not an angel. And I've made mistakes in my life. And I own them, at least. However, in these situations, this whole situation started with someone else not owning their shit. And this situation starts with someone getting mad as fuck so they can't even arrest me on this they charged me with a misdemeanor battery and a misdemeanor false imprisonment because she said i wouldn't let her leave my house and in reality i told her don't drive you're drunk just stay here yeah. don't even
1: get near your you were, car you were just looking out for it that
2: point. at that point and, and honestly so you're you gonna know, get a
1: DUI and if you leave like I'm gonna keep you here I don't want you to drive because that's dangerous for everybody correct
2: yeah correct and in no way shape or form yeah. did I do anything that's
1: good to know man I need to fucking know. Uh, I need to hear this shit.
2: yeah I did nothing towards her at all other than like try to just be like yo dude like don't leave A lot of crazy shit. Like, if you're going to get mad, be mad, but sleep on the couch. I don't give a fuck. Just don't leave. Don't even get near your car. Don't do nothing. Whatever. So she concocts this story that I elbowed her in the face and wouldn't let her leave my house. This is what it turns into. During this, mind you, and this is ultimately what got all of this dismissed, and I got exonerated from it. However, I'm outside with my roommate in the backyard, hanging out, smoking cigarettes, talking, whatever. So I end up going to – they take me to jail. I sit there for – in the county jail for four months. Two days after Christmas, they take me back to prison, right? And the prosecution was dragging their feet on this. They have six months for your speedy trial, and it's it's two misdemeanors. And they're like, we'll give you two years of misdemeanor probation. And like,
1: fuck you. All while you're sitting in prison.
2: No, I'm, yeah. I'm like, I will sit here as long as I have to because I already know this is going to get dismissed. Yeah. What they do here is they just throw you in the worst conditions possible and people get this mindset of, oh, it's just a misdemeanor. I'll just plead guilty to it and they'll let me out. Mm, eh, eh. It's not how it works a lot of times. So anyway, I sit out there, you know. And they throw me over at the, you know, people can say whatever they want about, well, it's prison land and this and that. And I go, have you ever been there? And they go, no. And I go, then shut the fuck up. Because you have no idea what it's like. You have no idea the kind of mindset you have to be to be in a place like that. You have no idea. None. Right? So I have to postpone seeing the parole board for this revocation hearing until April 15th of this year. So we're talking Wednesday, not this last week, but the week prior they come on the video screen right i'm like the next to last guy to go there's 19 of us and they go they ask me one question i talked for about four minutes and they go there's three of them there's like two two older men older gentlemen and, a, and, a, and an older one and they go you've answered literally all of our questions i said "Oh, okay good they're like we'll be right back we got to go talk whatever okay Seems like an eternity. I'm talking to this case manager lady, and they come back, and they're like, you have a ride home today, Mr. Rhodes? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. And they're like, good. They're like, I bet that hurt when you wrote that check for 12 grand. And I was like, yeah, yeah you think? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, they're like, we're going to reward you today. This was kind of insulting to me, but they're like, we're going to reward you today. Like, you, you're you going to go home. Like, because everything got dismissed. Yeah. So what ends up happening is is this girl changes her story once to then it was, and I didn't do anything. And then when she finds out she has to pay her hospital bill because she took herself to the hospital, and I quote from the police report, had a blister inside of her lip, which is where she said I elbowed her in the face. You've been a combat athlete, right?
1: I've been punched in the lip, man. Thank you. <laughs> if you get
2: an elbow, though,
1: I've never actually had an elbow, but I've seen people take elbows. Right, first and hands. what happens to them?
2: Blister is yeah, not the you're word.
1: Pretty jacked up. Bro. Blister is not yeah, the word. To blister describe. is not. You're gonna split your lip, bro. Correct. That's gonna just cut your lip wide open. You're gonna do something. Yeah. Right? It's either gonna be super fat and bloody, but a blister is not gonna right form. Right. And how often do you have a blister? The only or time I've had or a, or... the only time I've had a blister on the lip is like, I've never had a blister on my lip. Man. You don't get blisters on your lip, bro. Unless cold it's like sores. heat induced.
3: Mm-hmm. Cold sores. Is it but cold sores, like but those are like those are like that's not a blister though. Kind of. It looks Cold sore is not a blister though. It's not a blister, but it, it looks, looks that like way. It. Yeah. yeah. It, may,
1: it Maybe it looks like it, but correct. like a blister itself so, by definition is correct. way different than a cold. Well, blister.
2: this is the language used in the police report, and the whole story doesn't even make any sense. So ultimately, what happens? Is And my roommate, like... She just wanted to fuck with you, man. Basically. Yeah. So my roommate is, like, on my side through all this. He's like, dude, I was there the whole time. So these two detectives, these two female detectives come over to the house one day. Right. And mind you, I'm sitting out in fucking prison. Right?
1: Did you get back paid for all this shit? Not yet. But will you?
2: Oh, I'm suing these motherfuckers.
1: You should, man. You should. You need to get back paid for the time you could be making They violated
2: my due process, which is what I'm going to go on. But so these two female detectives come to the house, right? And my roommate, she, she then changes the story to, oh, he hit me and then locked me in his room. So my roommate, right, my, like, I still live at my house, right, like, all my, my house is still there, like, my, you know, my stuff's still there, like, whatever, so I go, my, my roommate takes in my room and goes, wait, if he locked her in here, how is that possible? She could have locked him out of the room Mm, right, true, and then crawled out the window if she was in such danger. Oh <laughs> yeah, that totally makes sense. Right. <laughs> so here's the other gig though. We don't lock the front doors. I don't even have a house key. I've never had a house key the entire time. And there's a there.
1: window in the room where Correct. she could have she could crawled just out, like and just crawled punched, out the, out punched the screen out and crawled out right into the front yard. How fucking crazy is this chick right now? Uh,
2: I don't know, because I will absolutely have nothing to do with her. Dude, but I'm
1: going to give it like an 8, dude. Yeah. At this point, keep going, because I'm going to reevaluate right. this chick.
2: So, well, <laughs> I mean, obviously, dude, and don't this get This is it,
1: pretty crazy, bro. Don't get
2: it twisted, though. You know, like I said, like, you know, you know, in 2011, I put myself in a position that allowed this to happen. I'm responsible for me. Um, had I just stayed at home, right, and not gone with this girl, I would have been fine, Right? That's what it is. I would have been just fine cuz then there would have been no question.
1: Dude, you can't really explain away the fact that like she could literally crawl Correct. out of a window and then she tried to file charges Correct. against like Correct. you as like kidnapping. Correct. You can't explain. Essentially that that's you. what it, what it was. Doesn't even matter if you position yourself that way? Like that just means right. she's she's not in the right state of mind. Agreed. Yeah.
2: Well, ultimately, she tried to blame it on that she doesn't take these bipolar meds. And and again, and then she's like, oh, I was his girlfriend and all this stuff. And it's like, no, you weren't.
1: Uh, So she trapped herself because there's a fucking window. And if you have a window that you can crawl out of, let's be real. Right. An animal would have done that.
2: Well, she tried to say that she didn't feel it was safe to leave and all these things. And it's like, I went to bed.
1: Like psychological I have no idea. Kidnapping. You kidnapped her psychologically, I have no bro. idea,
2: Tim. I have no idea what was going on. trapped her. So, basically... So I don't s-
1: think she knows what was going on. She's crazy, bro. So, she... Correct. Yeah. Correct. This is bad. So,
2: since September until just this, this month, I've been sitting behind bars, so to speak, because it's not really like that, but uh, just waiting to get out of this place. Yeah. And to describe to you what happens in this place, man, it's absolutely mind-blowing the way that people get treated. It's absolutely mind-blowing the way that people just adapt to this and it becomes their new normal. It's absolutely mind-blowing to me the fact that people look forward to coming back to this.
1: I don't even know if people really have to adapt to it. You do I don't think people adapt to it. I think they become conditioned.
2: I had to adapt to it. I dude, there's nothing you can do to condition me to that shit. You know what I mean? And luckily for me But people
1: who are in there in the system all the time, you correct. think that it's they don't they don't they don't adapt to it. They, they are conditioned, conditioned You're right. to it, yes. Luckily
2: for me they though, know what to expect. My to my point. people, my friends, my family, you know, my co my co my all my people are so in the know of just who – of who I am and what I do that they've been – in each of these situations, they were so super supportive and did everything they could for me, gave me money, you know. You can't work. And when you do, it's like 10 cents an hour type shit. It's a bad situation. The whole thing – and I mean, again, that's another ball game. But so this happens, right? So it's like I get out and immediately uh, like – I don't know what I did I I probably my roommate comes and picks me up Uh, I'm pretty sure I contacted someone you know and the outpouring of friendship and the outpouring of like everybody that's been involved in this train you know and this 20 years of work that we've all put in together has been phenomenal man like there's a lot of uh, a lot of people right now, you know, that I, I can really just say thank you to because of the fact that like they held the fort down for me, yeah. um, they did everything that I needed to be done. I would call and oh, done. Don't even worry about it. I'll get around to that, you know. Like as my schedule permits. Um, my roommate, most of all, you know, for for being there and being an eyewitness to and like no, you know what I mean. Um, so it's like, I get out from this and then it's like, now I'm like right back on the horse, dude. <laughs> like I'm broke as fuck, dude. It sucks. Uh, I'm not even worried about it. You know what I mean? Like I got a little bit of, you know, cash saved up or whatever, you know, uh, it's fine. Um, everybody's been just like, what do you need? And I'm just like, well, you know, I don't need anything. I make my own bones. It's like, you know, one of my famous phrases amongst, you know, my close group of people, and they're like, no, fuck that, dude, what do you need? Like, whatever. So I've gotten a lot of, of, of outpour or outpouring of, of, you know, just love. Um, and it's been really important, you know, because it's like I'm just now, like, the last two nights, I've just now finally slept, like, <laughs> properly. Um, you know, obviously, like, I mean, I'm not in terrible shape, dude, but, like, I'm not where I was. You know, I walk around, you know, in single digits. Uh, my agent, um, you know, for all my fitness modeling and all that stuff, you know, the commercials and all that. She's just like, dude, once this this virus thing's over, dude, we got a ton of work. I got a ton of work for you.
1: We all do. Yeah.
2: You know what I mean? So yeah. everything's been really cool. but And then to walk out into this situation, like, what the fuck? I am absolutely so in shock right now of like what's going on because I don't A I don't agree with it. And that's another, you know, topic or another rant or whatever, but um it it's I don't even know how to explain it to you, dude. Like, you know? Like it's just like all of a sudden it was just like oh yeah. You were telling the truth the whole time and it's just like fuck you. It's like low long-
1: Just like Logan over here, we've been talking about this shit for uh, the last like year, two years. And he's been talking about it for like five years. About how everything is going to happen exactly how it's going down right now. We've been talking about it. I believe you. It's crazy, dude. The signs have been there. Dude, I have podcasts. All you have to do is go back to podcasts in like 2017, 2018. I believe you. With like him on it and us talking about literally how this is what's going to happen. Right. It's crazy, dude.
2: I believe you. Yeah. 100%. Everybody,
1: go to Channel 99 Studio on like Podbean (laughs) or just like Spotify, anywhere. Um, In the first, I'm going to say the first like 70 episodes, just find it you'll see it Spotify doesn't publish video I see you
2: on YouTube always
1: yeah Spotify doesn't publish video so do you um, have just audio on there no I used to do video up until about three weeks ago and now I'm back on audio so now I'll be back on Spotify and okay good like Google podcasts and stuff like that but those platforms they don't publish video everyone else does though right but for what i was paying dude i was paying a lot of money to have all these like all these app stream video and it wasn't worth it because I lost a ton of viewers, dude. Like, I was still growing, right. but I should have been growing at two to three times the rate of that what I was. Were. Yeah, because a lot of my viewers that dropped off were, um, they were like all my Spotify because they didn't do video. So Spotify hadn't, they won't publish anything that I've published from February of last year until okay, February sense. of this year. That
2: makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get it.
1: Now I'm back on Spotify, but you're missing out on like 120 episodes that were fucking incredible. Nice. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like really amazing like artists, From time to time I just listen,
2: like, like I put it on YouTube and like when I'm doing stuff. Thanks man. And just well, I mean, you know, again it. it comes to support. It's like yeah. we met at a show, right? Like but as a to, to to support, be, you know. Like to be like,
1: honest with you man, like, you know, I think that like the people that I bring on my show, like yourself and like Logan, and I've had people who are on so many different levels psychologically, right. um, professionally, like there's just so many different levels and I bring people on, and I truly believe that those who I bring on my show are worth anybody's time, if it's worth my time. Because nobody else has invested what I've invested in a room, right? and they're just listening to it. Now, if they were sitting in a room like this, and they were listening to it, and they were like, dude, this sucks, all right you have a hundred percent you can just say it sucks because you spent a ton of money to listen to it in a room that sounds really fucking amazing I'm just trying to make it sound like you're in this room and I want to make sure so your that your vision the content is good yeah and to be honest with you man I even grow I've been growing no matter what but the problem is um you're really gonna start growing on the platforms that do not publish video and you know well,
2: I mean, maybe the concept there is to get them to start trying to publish video,
0: mm.
1: you know? Yeah, um, I don't think a show like myself is going to be able to, like, hit up Spotify and be like, hey, publish Well, probably video. not,
2: but, I mean, you know, but. I mean, ultimately, you know, it's something to work for.
1: And so, those were some of my which best shows, Which brings
2: me to, uh, so... Um, I was supposed to talk about this as well so like i said so we got this this thing coming off on like may 15th it's a friday night so i will and dumpster fire are going to play uh at the rehearsal space i believe by then we can have like 50 people there um which we will have that definitely um we have this idea to live stream the concert and then do some pre-recorded video stuff, um, interviews type thing. Like I was talking to him about this, like I'm, I'm kind of of the mindset. So obviously like, you know, it's like, I'm right back to work, <laughs> you know, like, I mean, I can't not do that, um, you know, to do like, maybe that's a triple negative, I don't know. But uh, like, I want to do it once a month. You know, mm-hmm. just kind of like showcase some bands that are like really good. Try to get as many people there as possible. You know, and maybe try to make it some sort of a, you know, a whatever. I don't know. Kind of like a just a regular thing. Yeah, you know,
1: totally, man. I brought
2: up a lot of stuff outside about you know, like Austin City Limits and this and that and the other. You know, I my brain works like when I see stuff, I always think, of like, how can we make that better? You know, or how can we recreate that? and always though it always falls down to like and better Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know like i mean i don't know which is interesting to talk to you about a lot of this stuff because like you have a lot of good ideas and you have like very poignant thoughts to me anyway like because like i totally get you man like i just do like i found absolutely nothing wrong with anything that you said Like there's no way to find anything wrong with that like you know what I mean? Obviously, there's a reason. You know, we were giants goes to the venue in Spokane and it's sold out twice. You know what I mean? To like, the, like to give that. And you, you can attest to this. Like, I what was the? Actually, let me ask you. What was the feeling like? You know, when you guys walked out on the stage and it's like the first song's about to come up and it's like, what was that like?
3: Well. First off, real quick, uh, we, there's a lot of good bands up in Spokane that yeah, have a lot is. to do with that crowd, so shout out to them. Um, awesome. Killing it every time. But Is Five Foot Thick still a band? I honestly don't know. They
2: were kind of a big deal a long time ago.
3: Oh, okay. uh, right on. Yeah, I, I don't know. I just know like uh, Paloma, uh, Free the Jester, and nice. Rodeo, Star, a bunch of people out there. Awesome. Um, but... Um, yeah, dude, the first time we played up there was actually freaking nerve-wracking, because we came out, and we were, I don't think we were all ready for, like, that big of a crowd, because it's, <laughs> it's not, like, down here at the Knitting Factory, down here. Yeah, I get you it. You know? It was just way more people, and it was way, just, like, more open, and it was crazy. But yeah, that was the kind of a shocker in the first song, but, I mean, nice. we, we pulled it together pretty quick, so. Nice. Yeah. What was that feeling like for you, for you personally? Jeez. Oh, dude, it's nuts! I like playing live, quite a bit. I do like recording, but like live shows are just yeah. That's the thing. I'm, that's where it's at. It's performing, bro. I'm a performer. And, I get and, it. I know the boys, in the Giants, are performers too. So they yeah. love being up there as well. We just have a good energy and good vibe. Well, like I
2: said, you guys are intense. And I mean, mm-hmm. I'm watching this on video, mind you. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know what I mean? Like to convey that that way is to me that's impressive you know what i mean like really it is because it's just like wow because you know as well as i do there's a lot of bands Mm -hmm. you know um where they don't have an intensity at all yeah you know like you think they're gonna be just like and then they're not (laughs)
3: <laughs> that might be their niche I don't know man I don't know I, I think everyone should do their own thing for sure but I agree with you but you know what I'm saying like as a fan yeah. of heavy music oh yeah
2: you know it's like when you go watch Down play for instance like you know Down like Phil Anselmo and Pepper Keenan and Jimmy mm-hmm. Bauer you know those guys um, Kirk Winstein from Crowbar um I watch them play on video and it's just like yeah you know mm-hmm. like I haven't seen them live ever um I watched bands like... I saw Corrosion and Conformity, Clutch, and Nebula one time. And and the very next night, it was Pantera, Soul Morbid Angel, and Nothing Face.
0: Nice.
2: And I was so deaf from the COC show. They were And they were touring on an album called America's Volume Dealer at the time. You know what I mean?
3: Yeah. Like,
2: That's dope. Yeah, it was intense. It was like Clutch was pure, uh, touring on Pure Rock Fury mm-hmm. at the time. And uh, I don't know what Nebula was, was on. But uh, that was Pantera was on reinventing the steel. Soulfly was on um, primitive. Um, Nothing Face I believe was on violence. I think they're on violence at that point. I'm a huge Nothing Face fan. So, okay. um Tom Maxwell, a guitar player for Hell yeah, that's the band he came from. Oh okay. Was Nothing Face? They're from D.C. Um, but like, I don't know. I'm always I'm always interested, you know, like to know what other people think, like when they like. Walking into a situation like that, so the, the show that we did at the Red Room, for instance, right? So on April 8th of 2011, so Jake, J, Eric, and I rolled in, <coughs> we set up, we backline, right? And TC and Keegan are just this duo, like this acoustic duo. We met him at this Battle of the Band show actually one night and we voted for them like, <laughs> yeah. so, like we played the same night and it's a battle of the bands and we got tickets and voted for them and they ended up winning mm-hmm. like, and like we, we purposely I, we told this story too actually when TC was here like we purposely voted for we wanted them to win like we thought they were awesome mm-hmm. and we're like we don't give a fuck dude like and not that we don't care you know but it was just like we want them to win
1: yeah it was just kind of they were obviously like the better band anyway so they should have won I don't know
2: about that's see that's the point like that like I would I would actually say no they weren't um I would say that especially in those days um well my punk band ended up winning the whole thing the piranhas (laughs) actually yeah so it, it it wasn't about who was better so, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It was just like we were just like, we want these guys to win, and so we rallied as much voting for them as we could get.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, so we, we backlined, they're playing through mine and Eric's amps, right? And that's it, and easy breezy. We do our sound check, Dave Eilers, which is my sound guy, you know, um, he's phenomenal. Um, we leave. We go downtown, we go have some drinks, we go hang out, we go rap with some people, and we come back. And, I mean, it's like 8 o'clock at night, 8.30 at night, and uh, they are about to go on stage, so we're coming back. And uh, we walk in the back door from the alley, right? Walk into this place. I'll never forget this as long as I live. We walk into this place, and it's wall-to-stage, to wall-to-wall to wall people. And I was like, what the fuck? Well, about a month and a half earlier, we had literally sold the NeuroLux out. Like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to this day, I don't know how that happened. I really don't. It was crazy. Uh, it was a Pisces party um, for my sister pants, and uh, that was uh, the lineup that night was the Piranhas, Revolt, Revolt, I Will, and Blacksmith. Um so we walk into this place. I immediately turn around, and walk out, and everybody's like, "What's wrong?" And I went looking there. Like, I didn't know how to comprehend it. Um, they all come like, "What the fuck?" And I was like, "Holy shit!" So TC and Keegan get up and they play, and they're great, <laughs> of course. And uh,
1: bless you, Dog. Thanks. Gazinta. Thanks. <laughs>
2: um, we like do this huddle right and i'm just like are you guys ready for this and there was like are you and i'm like no <laughs> you know like, i don't mm-hmm. know what the fuck we're gonna do because i have terrible stage fright actually um so we walk out and we've got this sound clip of charlie sheen doing his tiger's blood interview playing right like the sound guy like we had this all rehearsed it was great we get up and we bust into this song we bust in the first song and at the, that time was the song malibu um which we actually still play and uh the crowd went nuts it was crazy we did the set and it was like the most unreal feeling in a venue here that i've ever had um you know and i to this day can't describe it you know what i mean that's why i asked people because it's like there's like certain shows that like are really like really defining moments like at least in my mind um that validate like yeah let's keep going let's keep doing this like let's mm-hmm. you know Because, I mean, we've, we started, you know, back in the days, like playing to tables and ashtrays, Mm -hmm. as Dave, our original bass player back in Uncontrolled Substance used to call it, you know? So it's like, I don't know. It's one of those things. Yeah, I feel (laughs) you. Totally.
1: It's some crazy shit. Hell yeah. Dude, so we're going on like two hours. Are we really? So yeah, so oh, wow. let's like kind of maybe close it up because it's two hours long. <laughs> no, that's fine,
2: bro. Hey, it's um, your it's
1: your show. I know, dude. I'm just kind of getting burned out on two hours right now, and I kind of want to geek out also. Nice. Just geek out after the show off mic, but what you should do is just play one more fucking song
3: right. and
1: an outro, and then after the outro, just give us... Um, Give us your social media followings, like the band you're in yeah. that you want to have followed, blah, blah, blah. Hold on one second. Let me turn this on. Oh, it's on. All right, cool. Give me a strum real quick. Yeah, I think we're good, bro. Yeah, it's perfect. Okay. Well, everybody, sorry to cut it short, man. I don't want to cut it short, but it's like two hours. No, and it's like, good. Some of the complaints I've had against my podcast, which is fucking retarded, is that my podcasts go longer than like an hour. And you know what? Um, sometimes when you're really geeking with people and you're having a good time, it's good to have longer than an hour of a podcast because the people who actually are interested in it are going to continue to listen. You know? And if you don't like it, whatever. I have 300 other podcasts. That That's hilarious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fucking ridiculous. I find that experience. really funny. Yeah, but, it's stupid, man. Well, like here's but the deal: some if you, you don't like something, like why do you
2: do it? Like why do you like like for instance? Like I do not like the Dave Matthews Band.
1: Yeah, but you have to like take into consideration. So I don't to them. Just, but you have to take into consideration what the people who do value your content. You have I get to take okay. into consideration their feedback and be like, all right, well, I get it. Like a four-hour podcast. Most people who listen to my show can't listen to a four hour show, you know, like, like an hour and a half is good, but we're going to, um, we're going to finish off everybody. I get it with that makes sense. a uh, I, and having said that though dude
2: fantastic no. business model and phenomenal musicians thanks dude there's st- well you guys is yes as well i was talking about dave matthews oh
3: i thought you were talking about me yeah, yeah, i yeah, was yeah, like yeah, thanks yeah, for yeah, yeah. coming bro no, no. Was,
2: <laughs> on, the reason i brought that up is because i've mm-hmm. i've parallel. i'm paralleling you oh you know what i mean but like yeah. on the, f- the first note because i just said that like their f- business model the way that they made it and it was phenomenal It was insane. On you guys, like I said, dude, I understand 100% of what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, there's nothing that you're saying in my mind that is wrong, you know? And I don't know if it's a question of right or wrong or not. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: You know what I mean? Like, I definitely don't. I definitely think that your approach, though, and from having, like, actually talked to you about it, Mm -hmm. it makes a lot of fucking sense. And you cannot put a price on that, dude. So uh, in all reality, like, kudos to you guys. Thanks, man. You know what I mean? Because, like, th- obviously it's been working. You know what I mean? And I'm actually kind of excited to see, like, what it is that you guys can do, you know? Thanks, and man. if there's anything, you know, obviously, you know, one of my biggest things is, is all, again, you know, like, we're in competition. But we're also, you know, off the field, mm-hmm. so to speak. Mm-hmm. If there's anything that, like, I or we can help you guys with or, you know what I mean, like, let me know, please. Cheers. Um, Because that would be, you know, great to see you guys get that music out there. You know what I mean? Like, I love that music. You know what I mean? That's one of the the music. I don't even know how to describe it. You said metalcore. Mm -hmm. I just call it metal. I don't know. Like, to me, but that's that's a music that I like.
3: Yeah, I typically either call it metalcore or just heavy music. Right. Just heavy, dude. Like, I'm a huge
2: Fear Factory (laughs) fan. Oh, nice. Which I think all of us should thank <laughs> as musicians for the way that they did things.
1: Yeah, dude. This is their video from the show last year, like a year ago, the other day. Nice. Hold on a second. And
2: actually, on. thanks for being here, too.
1: Okay, by yeah, the way. dude. This thanks is so really cool. I'm glad honest. that you're here. Yeah, this shit was fucking sick. All right, hold on a second. Everybody who's watching this on YouTube. Um, Are we live? No, we're not live. Uh, Uh, bottom screen booyah dog alright everybody on bottom screen this is a year ago today or the other day actually nice but this is them in Spokane at the start of our tour last year this is when I first started picking up a camera Mm -hmm. and I went from literally I went from this to like really cool shit so really fun stuff check this out everybody Yeah, that's that's awesome. I love it, dude. That's so fucking cool. That's a great crowd. Yeah, dude, that was fun as fuck. Yeah, we had a lot of fun on that show. Hold on. Bottom screen dude how about i just made an offer for a bmw motorcycle and i told myself i'd never ride a motorcycle ever again and i just put an offer on it did you offer on it yeah i put an offer on it but i was like honestly i don't know what it's worth could you send me specs because i'm not gonna offer this much money
2: uh this is a song called a street
1: a street downtown boise a street
2: in the time. North End, it's the corridor. I wrote this song literally for when I my many years in the North end for all my people there, so. Um, this is a song uh, very near and dear to me and Holy I have not played this in a long time or in front of anybody in a long time, so. All right, so I'm gonna enlarge
1: you on the screen real quick. Luckily for me, it's only three chords. That's totally fine, so I'm gonna enlarge it real quick. I love you, motherfucker, that guy right there. Inner pieces standing in the middle of the room. Alright. And let's get rid of Logan. Alright, that's all you, Doug. Finish it off and then just tell us how to follow you and uh and Close out, appreciate everybody, thanks for tuning yeah. in to Channel Rules are meant to be broken,
0: only minds can take to change. Seeing how far to push it never really seemed too strange. Good ideas and what you think. Well, they might not work for me. And if they do, I tell you what, I'll meet you on 8th Street. Addicted to this chaos, we all share Always fear. Ideas and everything are always there for me Knowing what will push you on to the corner of 8th Street There's a place where we all go to get everything we need Knowing it's the corner of 4th and 8th Street Addicted to this chaos we all share the end of everything for me Every day I look inside and I see what's everything Know it all the way you do and I wanna fucking sing Every day I see your face and you know I'm always there. It's the way you wanted it and you know I'll always care. Love and loss are many things that made no sense to me. And if they did, I'd tell you what, I would be much more happy. If you lost nowhere to go, I'll tell you where we'll be. Over there at our favorite spot on the corner of A Street. Ticked into this chaos we all share. i See-
2: Messed up, and uh, that part after the first chorus is never even in the song. Um,
1: well, we have an original, everybody. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) well, again, I
2: haven't played that song in so long, it's kind of I forgot how it goes, but that's the gist of it. Um, so you know, obviously, um, Instagram and Facebook are the things these days. Um, Jimmy Rhodes is how you find me on most stuff. Uh, the band I Will E Y E W I L L. Is how you find us, um, rock and roll trainer, um, no excuses training of Idaho. Is how you find my training. Um, which just last time I was here, we talked about that more mm-hmm. than anything. Um, you know, there's.
1: You're st- man of many talents. We might as well get them all in. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, different um, shows.
2: There's, I mean, that's pretty much like you can pretty much just start on like finding just me personally on stuff. Um, everything I do online, everything I do on Facebook and Instagram, it's all business related. I'm not a big poster of personal is- like my concussion obviously last year i posted you know it was kind of a big deal i was out for a few weeks if you remember what i looked like yeah after- but
1: you're very you're very professional i'm very business oriented you. on your your, yeah. your pages you Social post very you, you post a very you post relevant information yeah i try to man thank you um yeah. things that are gonna make the people who are connected to you um You know, it's gonna make them at least engage on a professional level. Yeah. Well, like I said, you know, like you seriously. My
2: personal stuff, you know, I leave names out, and um, that's the most personal I've actually ever gotten on any kind of media. Um, That story I told you guys about. It is getting intense. The whole legal thing. So. Yeah. You know what I mean? For the most part, like this platform is for all. Logan, go
1: check that, man. Thanks, dog.
2: To uh. You know, really push forward with our arts and our, you know, passions. I guess mm-hmm. you know, like our job like our real jobs. Totally. You know, like totally. I don't, I don't know if you consider your day job a real job. You know, or your real job. I it's mean, a real it's job. Like
1: my real job. I mean, I'm salaried. Like, right. I'm, I'm an essential job, and by essential, it's like I, I haven't been cut. Right. But I work remote, but but you get
2: what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Like I don't know what that's like. I know. I know this. I know doing this stuff. This to this is my real job.
1: You Dude, know? honestly, man, you work way harder than I do, and I, that's <laughs> what I respect about you. Thank man. you. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. Like I work a lot, but I don't work hard. Everything to me that I'm doing is just something that I can almost automate it at this point. I get it. Just because I've done it for so long, yeah, and I totally get that, um, and whatnot. But for you, there's an ever progression of just making yourself better musically like you can only get so good before a podcast sounds good you know what i'm saying like how good can you make somebody sound talking you know what i'm saying i don't know and i bet you can do it really well well you can but what's the difference between like somebody who's gonna know whether you've invested 20 hours to a thousand hours you know not a lot man you know, I get like that. the yeah, certain okay. things photography wise, like some That's of my photography, true. like my photography is, um, I have a very, uh, amateur style. Hold on one second. Jeez, my dog's out of control. But it's like for photography, oh, She's okay. for instance, yeah, she's doing good. Um, but Hi. photography wise, like I have a very amateur amateur style but I have professional quality because I have professional equipment lenses like I have everything's professional but like my style is very amateur. Who says what's amateur and professional though? I do. Okay fair enough. And the only reason i That's would say well the only reason i would say that is because i've been in the game for a really long time we're talking right. like 20 years but i've been like really low-key underground for like 20 years i don't publish stuff haven't really and then a year ago you know i i went on tour with these guys and i started taking photos of them and then as soon as i took photos of these guys everything exploded right you know like as soon as i went on tour with we were giants extortionist you know dead crown have you heard dead Crown? i have not you want to hear these guys yeah you should anytime come on go say hi i'm always interested in hearing
2: new bands man like i'm always interested in helping bands and and you know getting the promotion out there and doing what whatever i can you know on my front
1: this song's dope dude hold on one second have you heard Spirit Box yet? So we were on tour with these guys and Extortionist. Nice. So Extortionist just got so the lead singer for Extortionist, really hardcore band, this like super hardcore band. Yeah. um The lead they broke up and the lead singer started rapping. Okay. And now he sounds kind of like Post Malone. And he was just I have no idea what Post Malone story. sounds like. Did you want to see a music video that I just? Did you ever see the video that I just? Uh uh-uh. I just filmed a music video. For I don't want to hear this. Yeah, you should listen to this, and then you should watch my music video. Play that this. I just real quick. did, and then play your video. So this is um this is Dead Crown, and we were on tour with them last year. These guys are so so.
2: Bro. I believe you. <laughs>
1: I like it already Yeah, he's here I have that same nirvana for This Every day I'm awake, take a drink from the pain, we not
4: make it brain, But you know Ice So you are I
2: can
1: see the it. They, they were
4: super. Day, i While it's dark, nigga, fucked up. Yeah. Fuck fame, money, and bitches, I'm fucked up. Oh, fuck the yeah. definition of failure, nigga, tough luck. Yeah. It all lose, my enemies are face, blunt, empty heart. Yeah. Feel like I'm stuck in the sea, okay. and all I see is the yeah. so away from the pain when all you see the all right. I'm
1: get I'm the And this shit. This is uh, a music video that I just yeah, edited. yeah
2: You were talking about it a little bit ago
1: Actually Yeah it's actually really good man Quarantine but um, I did it because I'm actually creating A full character for this person So it nice. is So
2: what are um, you like writing a graphic novel
1: I mean I could if I wanted to to be honest with you That'd
2: be dope um, You know I'm a huge comic nerd right Huge comic nerd. Uh, dude, I did not. <laughs> yeah. Not just wrestling, but like comic books also. Let's do. Um,
1: two dub. Oh, wait. Two dub. G. Boise. I don't Let's see what happens. WG. Dubois. <laughs> well, we're gonna go to like YouTube. I apologize, everybody who's watching right now. Damn, that chick used to be so hot. Uh, who that, that is? Somebody who really had a bad time. Yeah, she had a bad accident. It was she like got, all bad she for had her. A bad time, dude. Two G. So this is a video that I actually like. Um so this is the first so this is the first video that I've ever directed, cool. published. I didn't finalize it, he finalized it. Oh of course. I think there's stuff that I would rather do, but I really respect every like I respect the fact that he wanted to finalize it like this because it really looks awesome like this yeah but I also feel like if I get to sides release of it, it yeah. yeah if I were to release it under my like underneath like my name I would probably do a couple of things different but for him to be like dude that's good enough and I'm like dude but like yeah it looks good but dude I can make it better for you well you would do like a director's but, cut yeah yeah you know Eekie. oh dude I didn't even think about that yeah. yeah so I'd have a director's cut yeah just like Resident Evil <laughs> sure yeah with. yeah but, um, dude, so this is the first music video I've ever done. Okay. And um, I. This is exciting. Like I I'm actually like of, this is really cool, dude. I'm glad that you're doing. You ventured out and done this. Thanks, man. Um, I kind of um. I used four different lenses, two different professional cameras. Okay. And so everybody who's listening to this, just know this character, every angle is a different personality, and this individual has disassociative personality disorder. Like, Is that an actual thing? Yeah, dude it's like people who have like multiple personalities and this is everyone. so everybody so every one of the <laughs> angles and the cameras because each camera put different yeah i'm following you i'm yeah. following where you're going each one i'm just i'm being sarcastic because like i kind of feel like everybody has multiple personalities i mean whatever. we're all like we all yeah. have like i mean we're all moody right i wouldn't say we all have different personalities i would, I would definitely say like that. I would say we're all moody, and maybe no, not those movie. moods can influence the our, our our personalities. Maybe I don't know. I don't know. I, don't know. I think everybody's I'm got everybody's. I'm not going to disagree with you, but yeah. to be on yeah, honestly, to be honest with you, you're probably right. I, I think we well, all have different personalities, maybe. and they all come well, out. Well, think at about
2: times. it. Like you know what I mean? Like like I think it's all. I, if you're doing like you know like for instance like if when I'm at home,
1: right? I'm yeah dude I'm it, who I am I wouldn't say it's multiple personalities I think certain parts of your personality See, I would. outshine other parts I would say on it's just different personalities by definition you think so yeah when I'm in
2: public I'm a whole nother person but
1: you know do you think I mean? you're like John versus Adam versus yeah. Steve versus, sure. Tom why versus Tim
2: why not when I'm on stage I'm a whole nother person or do
1: you think you're like Tom who's really happy and excited to talk about a certain topic versus Tom Who's somebody who it well, obsesses about that same name? No,
2: concept. I have... Y- yes, because I have the same name no matter what. But, I mean, like, there's times where, you know, all obsessed about shit. And there's times sure. where, like, I don't even want to talk to anybody. There's times where, like, I just want to, you know, spend time with my, my family. There's times when I want to, you know, go out and, like, be a... Like, I don't like this
1: term. Yeah, but I think we're all like that, though, dude. Right,
2: that's what I'm saying. So, and, and
1: this is this is what I'm maybe getting our, at. Maybe like, our definitions think, are off. Well, I think yes. I think I think the way that we define the certain personality exactly, yeah. type, I think the way that we define it is different. Yeah. Um, and the way that we approach that is different because I don't necessarily think that it's another person inside of me. I don't think it's Jack or Tom. No, it's the same person. Or James. I don't think it's But it's, it's that. another person. But I think that it's makes sense. like <laughs> No, it does. It does. Yeah. It's like Tim on just a different level. Yeah.
2: Sure. See, yeah, there yeah, you go. So yeah. maybe that's maybe I'm not explaining it
1: as well as you are. But the way that I view this is you know, like if I I would never consider myself an individual who has a dissociative identification disorder. You know, no, same here. What do they call it?
2: Like, I know who like, I, like, I, you I, Like, you know who you are. Like, I
1: know who I am. And and but, I don't have to be like, you're talking to James. You're talking to Paul. You're talking to Stephen. And guess what? Steven's a fucking serial killer. She should <laughs> probably fucking get her out of my house. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> What's that movie, <laughs> uh, Glass? <laughs> that Rona dog.
2: Yeah, the Rona.
1: God damn it I God. got that Rona Honestly if I do I'm so oh, glad we didn't talk <laughs> Well even if I have coronavirus Guess what uh, I already fucked up coronavirus Over the last week and a half And I ain't dead yet So guess what Joke's on you motherfucker Wuhan Alright Don't um, um, get me started Dude, I, dude <laughs> We're not gonna get started But yeah. um, But what was I saying uh, as far as the disassociative, the disassociative like identification like disorder identification whatever the fuck they call it um and excuse my language but to be honest with you man I've been watching a lot of like documentaries based on that disorder where people have like multiple ident, like identities and yeah yeah yeah. Uh, yeah and to be honest with you man I think I wanna I That's one of the very, very few disorders that I'm going to be like, You're a fucking liar. You're fucking weird. And you're making shit up because you want people to to just, like, pay attention to you. That's what I think. I subscribe to some pretty weird shit, bro. Like, if you've watched my fucking podcast, like, I subscribe to some very interesting, very odd stuff that the majority of the public would be like, this guy's fucking ri- ridiculous. Well, like, I know you, why, too. Why, so, why I mean. would you? <laughs> yeah, and, and you've listened hey. to my show. You've been on my show. Yeah, exactly. You know, you've know, you been a part of my show, and you've been one of those shows where people are like, what the fuck? Who the fuck is this guy? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and um, so for me, I just, I subscribe to a very, very broad range of questionable topics. I get it. There's no <laughs> you know. reason not to. But there are some that I'm just like, nah, can't get on board with that shit. Same here. Yeah. Same here. Yeah. Play this thing, dude. I want to see this. Yeah, so this is everybody who's watching. This is the very first um, music video that I've ever produced. Um, directed, filmed, done everything. Um, Alright, so... Can i going to give you a quick little background. Not everybody knows this, and the people who are listening now will be bragging a year later when we're, like, getting a VMA and shit. <laughs> That'd be cool. they would be like, oh, my God. I totally knew that that was the reason why this is how it is. All right. So the X's that you see on the screen right now, these are the eyes. So I fully animated his eyes. Nice. And then I fully animated his mouth. You'll see that in just a second and i actually have those placed as separate tracks and the square between his eyes and where his mouth should be were actually the track marks and i was supposed to track these eyes and the mouth to where the eyes and where the mouth should be right here doing a 3d tracking program which i do have and I have already, you know, I haven't like finalized it, but I had already set it, like set it up. And um, I showed Logan before I told him about my 3D tracking. I was like, "Hey, man, so this is a situation. We can either keep it like this and give you a very unique, like a very unique look with a square between your eyes and your mouth, because, like, let's be real. How many like?" scary people or just characters in general have something like that. And nobody has that. You know, it it makes his mask unique. So I was like, all right, all right. So you're already unique. He's like, dude, I, I like, I agree with you on that. And I was like, all right, so we can either like track your eyes and your mouth or we can keep it the way it is. And with a pure white face and it looks really intense. And he was like, dude, let's keep that white face. I agreed with him ninety nine point seven percent, but that point, like point zero three percent, I was like, "Fuck, man, we should have put <laughs> the X's and the mouth on the eyes." And eventually, I get there, but. Watch this shit. All right, everybody. Sorry, I'm rambling. No, it's good. But, um, it's fun to explain an idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And then it's like, hey, look, I did it. <laughs> yeah, I totally so get it. I did this video and we recorded this video in about two hours. We had seven layers and we chopped it up from seven layers to three different layers to incorporate three different personalities and technically we had way more uh like angles and and cameras and um and lenses that added more personality per se because that's what we were going for every angle is a different personality so when you watch it you'll understand what I'm talking about yeah and then um uh so you've got the first cut of what he produced but I told him I'll probably keep working on it and I'll produce my own um, Do a direct discount. My own one Yeah like a director. I get discount. it man I totally it, get it It'll be way different Check this shit I down. totally get it
4: The fuck is trying to steal my style. Everybody wanna see me choke, though. Too bad I clap back, We throw back at the fact that they wanna react to a new kid on the block with an attack. All oh, they wanna love, but they got the rap. That's too bad, cause it came on the track. Like, oh no, there he goes. That shit's gotta fucking flow. Is he crazy? I don't know. But damn, that shit is gold, man. I just wanna be me. Rockin' to Dub G.
1: dude all right so where can everybody like follow you um i told you oh yeah you already did right yeah
2: like i mean just like even what i've already shared off off the you know like the video you did and whatever like i'm already like dude my following is pretty big man i got a lot of friends like social media friends and followers and stuff you know um you have loyalty
1: man Got some yeah, good I th- I
2: think so. Thank you for recognizing that. I mean, you know like uh like you said, like I I just post shit that's relevant. Like I'm not like my stories right now on Facebook are just like funny shit that I've been finding like my new ones like Nancy Drew and the Mystery of the Missing fucks. Yeah. You know? Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. Or like my last one was like Ozzy Osbourne like the look on his face whenever he sees a chick who flashes him and then, you know, pulls out her cock, like, you know, like just shit like that.
0: But
1: I'll learn in the class hold on, hold on I need to like, stop that Hey, you want to hear something really awesome? Um, kind of. Should we just close this out real quick and then we can just geek out? Yeah, later? whatever you yeah. want. Let's just close this out real quick and then we can geek on whatever. whatever. Um, all right, everybody. Make sure you uh, subscribe to Jimmy Rhodes everywhere that he is affiliated. Make sure you subscribe to Channel 99. Give us five stars. Pass the episode long. We are everywhere. We're talking Spotify, Google, Apple, it's fucking, I'm literally everywhere, Laughable, uh, Stitcher. I watch everything I'm on YouTube. Ever. Dude, I'm everywhere. I'm on YouTube. I'm yeah. everywhere. I will so, have a YouTube
2: channel also. I mean, everybody out there, you know, please subscribe. Um, you know, the I will YouTube channel. Um, we don't have a lot of content on it right yet, but... It's coming You know It's a slow build I mean you know It's only been 10 years <laughs> Yeah
1: Well <laughs> you know? you'll get there <laughs> We're just doing yeah. What we're
2: doing man Like enjoying life And Same. you know Like
1: Sam. But um, everybody uh, Once again Make sure you subscribe To both of us Give us five stars Pass the episode along, And have a wonderful man. of your day awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming over bro Yeah man Thanks for having me again Most definitely Peace